So uh, before we get started on this one, just a little bit of context. What you're going to hear is a show that we recorded last week as I uh, put this up now, uh, which is a normal show. Um, But then also some recording that we did in uh, Birmingham uh, when we went to see Bruce Springsteen. So you're going to hear Noel Mellor uh, and uh, my my work friend, Paul Dyer, um, uh, on... um, well, part of the recording is just sat in a park outside Aston Villa Stadium, um, talking shit, and then part of it is uh, us in a restaurant talking about the Flash. Um, very normal show at first, then, and then um, some hungover bollocks and some drunk bollocks. So that stuff maybe not great for first time listeners, but you know, if you've been listening to the show for a while, hopefully you'll know what to expect. There you go. Let's start. Hello and welcome to the Bastards. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 497 of Film Bastards. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I'm joined by... Matt Foster. Hello, everybody. Hello, one and all. Becky is en route, we think. Um, I'm on a little bit of a time crunch today, unfortunately, so um, Donna's a little bit ill when I've got to like, take over uh, parenting duties at 8 o'clock so she can go to bed. So uh, that's 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 why Mark as well because I haven't actually told you that yet. Um, <laughs> like what I had over the weekend, she's got. So oh, I, uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't wish it on on anyone. Um, so what are we talking about this week? We are going to be talking about Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Um, just an absolute fucking non-existent entity of the film. A little bit of a spoiler alert for my opinions there, but we'll, uh, we'll get some mileage what, out of it. What, what, a little bit of a spoiler alert for, for, for my views on it as well. Uh, for me, one of the most 7 out of 10 films um, I could watch. <laughs> However, did did get me um, up to a point at the end of it where, where Bex went, I can't believe how excited you got at that moment. <laughs> Right. Okay. Okay. Look, there's there's discussion points, and that that's the thing. There are actually discussion points about that film, but maybe in just how kind of non-discussion. We're, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. This bit. Um, yeah. I, I I I have one massive like like gripe um, that's that is not that is going to be aimed at that movie, but is actually aimed at a lot of other movies that are coming out. Or, Currently, not currently, but have come out over the past few years that seem to be a little bit of a trend. Mm. Uh, well, we'll get into it. Um, uh, I don't know. Actually, I suppose there is some movie news we can talk about. Uh, there's, there's, there's been some trailers of some of some sort, and we'll we'll talk about some uh, what we've been up to and whatnot. Um, uh, we're a Pod Sunday podcast, so please do listen to like-minded shows like Gaming Landfill. Um, Richard Trigg versus Punter, the rewatch project. Um, if his film, her movie, ever comes back, would recommend that. Jordan, Lauren, hi. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, I think I, I think that will do it. I think that'll do it. Um, so, uh, release date changes. Um, I'm gonna be um, 47 years old when the last Avatar <laughs> film comes out. <laughs> Just 
Yeah. I, I'm just at the point now where I'm kind of a little bit like, I could not. <laughs> you could just not. <laughs> yeah. I, it's... So when did the first one come out? 2009? Nine. Yeah. So there'll have been 20, <laughs> 22 years. years. Yeah, it's where, yeah, it may as well be 20. 20 yeah, yeah. 23 years um, you'll be looking at. 22 years, yeah. By the time uh, the the fifth part, is it, comes out? Mark, I don't want to get into it too much. How long were your parents together for? Less than that. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah my, my parents <laughs> um, yeah, were together... What? They were already married like twelve years, and I think they got together like two, like fourteen years. They were together, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my 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 parents were married for twenty years, um, and it, it's um, I'm oh God, sorry, a little bit dark, but I'm just thinking that like in the space between Avatar One and Avatar Five, the no, actually, I won't say that. Sorry, that was a little bit too, per- probably a little bit too personal. Anyway, um, sorry, apologies. Um, but it, it, it just, that is an insane amount of time for a filmmaker to dedicate themselves to a thing. And I, 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 I kind of respect that. But also, what, you know, just in, in, when talking about like your own mortality and things like that, you know, it, it's, which I want to do these days, it seems. It's getting to a point now where it's like, genuinely, could I have some sort of health issue that crops up for people in their 40s where I don't make it to Avatar 5? It's hard to be enthusiastic about a thing that is, when you think about it, it's like, I'm kind of starting to get well into middle age at that point. And it's a film. It is... that's it. it. It's just my feelings kind of on it. And the weird thing is, because this, it kind of skirts around the. It happened like a couple of days. This came out after um, Avatar arrived on Disney Plus, didn't it? Last Wednesday, I believe. And uh, me, um, me and yourself were having a conversation on on WhatsApp. Where we saying, do you know what? Even though neither of us liked it that much. We're both gonna kind of give it a, 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 another go because it's there, it's available to watch, and it. I want to see what it looks like, the presentation looks like on there, and I wasn't that offended by it that I couldn't give it another watch. <laughs> Do you know what? Just as ever so slight, what what we've been up to. I watched the first twenty five minutes of it on Disney Plus. I got to yeah. the bit where the Sigourney Weaver character was fucking about in Avatar Land and feeling the grass and shit, and I was like, "Do you know what? I'm out." Yeah, that, but I, that's it. I, I, I know I could turn it off at any point and go, "No, I'm bored." Um, buy it. Um, honestly, I was just like, "Quaritch's Blue Avatar." Yeah, get that revenge on Jake Sully. He did kind of fuck you over, didn't he? Good on you. Yeah. That's how I kind of feel about the Avatar films. The, the humans is, are right. The thing is, at the end of it, the, 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 thing is, the bit that I'm actually looking forward to is that last kind of battle bit because, yeah. I'll be honest, Cameron is a very talented filmmaker. I don't think he's a talented writer. I think he's a talented mm. story, he's a talented ideas guy. 
I think he comes up with the good ideas. I think he needs better people to actually write the actual bones of the script for him. Um, but he's a very talented director. And so he shoots that end battle scene. He's really well shot. Um, and so, yeah, the the thing is, he they, they teased and they tickled the idea that he was... He was toying with the idea of coming back to the the the, the tra- sorry the Transformers the uh, Terminator franchise, and I was very interested in the idea of him doing a trans a Transformers. I keep saying that uh, a Terminator movie, but he's not going to is he because he's going to be in his late seventies by the time he fucking finishes with Avatar, um, and these films like to be you know, further delayed. So we'll be in our 50s, mate, by the time this fucker comes to its fruition. I, I mean, yeah, this... I mean, and that, honestly... I'm, uh, yeah, that, that's the bit. It was like, in my 20s, I'm like, if a film was coming out in seven or eight years or something like that, yeah, brilliant, bring it on. Now I'm a little bit like, well, is my prostate going to be all right by then? It's just... It fucking... Richard Linklater conceived and shot Boyhood over a 20-year period. That kind of seems worth it. Five Avatar movies kind of don't, because we've hit two, and aside from the fact that, yes, this, you know, and I, I think we we always said, you know, let's not bet against Cameron, but aside from the fact that it made a lot of money, nobody cares. It's a pure, you know, going to quote my wife on this, it's a pure capitalist agenda. <laughs> you know, the, the film and has no fucking, has no stamp on on cinema other than the fact that they make a lot of money. And they clearly, like, they clearly have a marketing hoodoo, which is brilliant. Fair fucking play to them. The thing, the, the thing is, those films are, like, genuinely experiential. You know, watching them on a massive screen, it is just like you are seeing another world. And I get it. And the, the technological advances that Cameron's doing with it, you know, absolutely full, fair play to it. I'm ve- I will say, I'm very glad you don't hear any stories about people wishing that they could just stay in Pandora forever, like you did with the first one. Mm. Um, and it also does make me laugh that... Um, over this last week or so it's been like like loads of video game presentations it's like the kind of period of time E3 used to be on before E3 died um, and Ubisoft are, are releasing an Avatar game at the end of the year and it makes me laugh that it's like all these technological advancements and that game looks like the most fucking basic bitch Far Cry re-skin you've yeah. ever seen so looks at it looks at it and thought Oh wow! They must have started developing that game in 2014. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, quite. I, I don't know. But the thing is, I bet Disney are perfectly fine with having the release date staggered because it kind of it does keep Avatar, Avatar still somewhat relevant because there's another film coming out well, somewhere down the line. You know, it keeps it. the it, fucking Avatar land in Disney, Florida somewhat yeah. relevant. And to be fair, that ride is one of the single greatest theme park rides I've ever been on. But that's Avatar. It's a fucking theme park ride. And, and, and you know what? There is nothing wrong with that. Because even in the back of my mind, I didn't... I, I, I actively don't like Avatar. I thought... Um, Way of Water was absolute fucking waffle. But two years time will I sit down and watch number three yeah why not because why not because uh, literally of that reason why not I, I, 
when it when the first one came out, like the thirteen years ago, fourteen years ago, nearly now, I, I was still kind of sniffy enough to to kind of go, well, I'm you know, I, I, I like more important movies than this. This is bollocks. All it's got is it's um, it, it is it, it's it's technology and it's effects and you know it's, it's more than that. I'm now at the stage where I'm like. Yeah, do you know what? It is waffle and it is bollocks and it is nonsense. And I'm probably only going to give it fucking three out of five, you know, maximum. But you know what? Fine, just fucking show me something. <laughs> go, go, take me on the theme park ride. And that's kind of okay. You, you know, not every film has to be a five out of five banger. <laughs> no, I mean, your, your wife. Our co-host Becky Foster is one of the great women of history. Yes. But one of the greatest things about and and thank I know you you appreciate that about her, you know. So that and that's 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 brilliant because otherwise we'd have words. Um, but <laughs> the fact that she is so staunchly, I am not playing Cameron's capitalist game, which like for listeners, Noel quotes in what in our WhatsApp chat quite a lot. Yeah. and it's terrific every single time it makes me laugh and he's right because he doesn't he's not playing Cameron's capitalist game either he was the first one he hasn't watched the second he's not gonna watch it because yeah. he quotes Becky he's not playing the capitalist game and it's like I, I feel like I might actually be at a point by next December where I'm not playing a, a, a Cameron's capitalist game but yeah. for the fact that we talk about it on the show and the thing is I, I would also kind of agree with that but the weird, right? The weird thing is, and you summed it up a second ago when you were talking about uh, it, it affects the theme park, right? The weird thing is, I, I would go as far as say that I probably didn't enjoy Avatar: Way of Water that much. It was a bit of a tut and a slog, but I enjoyed the experience of watching it, which I know makes no fucking sense, but. it's enough for me to be curious about well what's going where's this going next because it's probably going to be exactly the same movie as the last one I watched and the one before that except this time it's Fire Navi and they're wrong'uns yeah (laughs) you know it's just going to be that and then we're going to get introduced to like the fucking clear people or something like that you know and there's going to be the fucking the snowy mountain peak Avatar twats. It, but nice. It is wild though, because I think if memory serves, it's like Avatar three is now going to be Christmas twenty twenty five. Yes. And then there's a four year gap. Yeah. And then, and then it's going to be. Cri- Sorry. And then there's a two year gap. Hang on. What are the dates then? So I'm, I'm fairly certain. Let me have a look. Because I think I screenshotted it to you guys, didn't I? I think you did. Uh. God damn it. Yeah, here we go. Great screenshot. December 19th, 2025 is Avatar 3. So that's put back. So that's two and a half years yeah. away. And then 20, December 21st, 2029. Yeah, four Avatar year gap. Four. And then Avatar 5 is 2031. I mean. And the thing is, Come he, he on. still claimed up until like a few months before um, the last one came out, we're shooting these sequels back to back. <laughs> Just 
wild. And I mean, like, I know apparently, like, apparently, I think Cameron's already, like, said that at some point they're going to Earth. So I'm sure that's going to, like, be a, quite the technological challenge as well. But it, it, it's... Man. Sigourney Weaver... So that's nine years away. Sigourney Weaver will be 81 by the time these movies finish. There is a fair chance Sigourney Weaver is dead before these come out. I mean, there's a fair chance we're all dead before these come out. Yeah. Trump gets the presidency next year. Who knows if we make it to Avatar 3? <laughs> oh, I mean, out of all the people that we hope are dead or that, uh, that, that could be dead by then, let's just hope it's that prick. <laughs> Uh, well, absolutely. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. But hey, do you know what is coming out before Trump potentially gets the election, which wasn't going to come out before Trump potentially wins next year? What? Deadpool three. Yeah. Deadpool three will herald the apocalypse. Um, that's coming out because they're still continuing to film it despite the writers' strike. Um. Well, let's let's see how that goes. Um, so, Captain America is now like November, December next year. Bunch the, of Marvel moves. The, yeah, the fact that um, a load of like the Marvel films moved and nobody seemed to give a shit shows you where people's patience, our, our focus is with that now. <laughs> That's exactly it, mate. That's exactly it. Um, I don't think we need to talk about that anymore. Nope. Um, so, all right, should we do some trailers? What have you been watching? What have I watched? What have I watched? I know I've watched some. Oh, all right. Um, not a new trailer, I don't think. Well, actually, it was a new trailer because I've not seen it before. Um, but it might have been the, the, the last trailer that I didn't watch last week for Indiana Jones. But uh, Indiana Jones in the cinema... With the music going, and sat there for that trailer. At the end of it, I was like, "Fuck it, yeah, go on then." Yeah, Might not even fine. be that good. Uh, trailer is fine. Um, looks more like it, 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 it's a it's Phoebe Waller Bridge's movie than it is Harrison Ford's movie. Um, and I'm really like, I'm not. I, I, I had little exposure to her and the exposure I have had um, it has left me kind of go about it. Um, but, yeah, I think it was more the John Williams score <laughs> that made me just go, fuck it, yeah, let's go. Um, yeah, looking forward to that. Only a couple of weeks away, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Um, uh, what else have we got? All right, I'm going to surprise you here. Yeah. Uh, poor things. I think I think it looks all right. Yeah, I'm all right actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching it going. Yeah, that. I mean, that's surprising. Yeah. I was watching it going. This looks like absolute fucking bobbins. Absolute complete fucking bobbins. But Ruffles looks like he's having a great time. I'm in. I'm in. I'm on board. Go on then. Lanthimos has got a blank check here, and it's going to be interesting to see what that guy does with a blank check. Yeah, it's going to make eight dollars. I mean, it's going to make negative money like that. That yeah, absolutely, dude. (laughs) But yeah, I was actually going. I'm kind. I'm all right with this. It looks. 
visually, because don't get on with the guy's work. Uh, think it's just quite quite childish and a little bit like we get it, you're horny. Um, but I also I don't think his films have ever looked visually interesting at all. Um, this does this does look quite visually interesting. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I I like the look of this, and again in just like news that will start to shock people Asteroid City is just going up in my I'm really looking forward to that I've not seen a fucking single bad review for that and that's amongst like people who are not necessarily Anderson stands the other bit that I haven't seen as well is Anderson stands going to the greatest movie of the year I've seen a lot of this is a lot of fun and I'm kind of like, do you know what? I'm on board with the fact that this looks like it's a lot of fun, and I'm liking the amount of people who are going. It's a quite ten and bound it bounds eight, and I'm like, oh, well, all right then. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty pretty fucking stoked for Asteroid City. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I also I did watch the Expendables. Um, uh, expend expend four bells. Um, oh, they'll die when they're dead. Yep, yeah, absolutely. They'll die, they'll die when they're dead. It's fucking great. <laughs> I love that. They'll die when they're dead. Yeah. Um, why does that look like it's a rom com for the first minute of the trailer? <laughs> it. it uh, yeah. I mean, there's some funny uh, about face about that, isn't there? Yeah. It's clearly intentional. Um, and, and then just Stephen going, "Fuck! I need to get better friends." <laughs> It's, yeah, I, I don't know why it exists at all, <laughs> but I'll watch it. No. Nope. <laughs> um, September, and, you know, September. that feels like a, a perfectly fine for a September. Yeah, it, it, that that movie will make more money on weekdays than it makes on a weekend. <laughs> Cause, because yeah. the majority of people are going to go and see that movie uh, on, on, on they're going to see that movie at the cinema, will say to the person they're going, will go, we'll go on Tuesday, though, because we're well busy on Saturday. I'm not going on Saturday when it's that busy. We'll go Tuesday. Go Tuesday I night, thought you were right? more suggesting that it was like the Grey Pound were going to come out because all the people who watch these people are now old enough that they've well, retired and they th- go th- to... There'll be an element of that. There'll be a lot of matinee screenings. Nobody, Nobody's going to see this movie after seven because they've all got to be in bed by ten. But, I mean, that increasingly includes us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thoroughly include me on that. I am looking forward to watching this on my day off on a Tuesday or a Wednesday at, like, a quarter past 11 screening. You see, I don't get that pleasure anymore. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, I'm perfectly happy with my lot in life, but, like, having a day off in the week and going to just, like, a 10 past 12 on a Wednesday afternoon showing where it's yeah. you... And a few other older people. Yeah, a few is other people. One, one of life's pleasures. Yeah. When you look around, there's a lot of the single people there. Not, not, not single people, but single people on people their own. People on their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you look at them going, you kind of nod, and you're like, hey, fucking no. You're like, you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think, like, you're a little club. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, watched, uh, I'm catching up on trails that I missed last week. Um, Sympathy mm. for the Devil. <laughs> um. Yeah, why yeah. not, eh? I'd fuck it, go on then. Yeah, I see what you're saying about Kinnaman. He is even more skin jobby than he normally is. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, but he, I kind of feel point, like there's good potential in how Skin Jobby looks in it. To yeah. be honest, like that, yeah, that's it. At any point, I during that trailer, that three and a half minutes of trailer, I kept forgetting it was him, even when he was on screen. Like going, oh fuck, he's in it. Yeah, it's like he's the second lead. But yeah, back back. You just go on then. Cage just caged unleashed. Yep. What else have you got? Let's see if I caught up with some of these. Because if anyone came out today, I, oh yes, they have no chance. <laughs> oh no, fair enough. Yeah, I mean one one that did just come out today. So it's an interesting as one as well. It's a, a new animated film on Netflix called Nimona, which oh, was yeah. a blue sky film. So the people who made Ice Age, um, but then Disney bought Fox. Oh no, what was it? There was some sort of buyout. Like that fi- No, I think it was that. And then Fox closed down Blue Sky Studios. And then, like, this has been resurrected by, by Netflix. Lottie is going to be all about this. I'm looking forward to showing another trailer. I just watched it before, the, before we started recording. Like, this feels like a good family action adventure thing female lead the sidekick it looks like is um is a gay dude who and like one of the villains is his ex and that (laughs) that's that's nice yeah yeah that's that feels like well that happens a lot hetero so why not have it yep yeah the other way yep Absolutely. I realised that, that. That, that the other bit there was homo. <laughs> that sounded wrong. No, yeah, no, no, no. Um, art style was kind of interesting. Little bit, little bit kind of video game. It kind of reminded me of Breath of the Wild, but not in the way that Breath of the Wild looks like Miyazaki. It's it's it, it's interesting. It, it, um, still isn't looking at it. It's got a little bit of Atlantis kind of. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Angular. Yeah, angular. Yeah, angular is the word comes out in a couple of weeks i'm looking forward to it it looks nice. it looks all right um also so also uh teaser trailer for uh pixar film next year elio uh because elemental comes out in the u.s this weekend so they're they're starting a trailer they're like next one um so this just looks like boy is abducted by aliens um, through various things, the aliens think he's the leader of Earth, and now he has to save the Earth. Do, um, do all people in Pixar movies now just look like that? Is that the Pixar? And they all yes, design. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that all is quite round. And this is the thing I remember when talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie, how Illumination have their kind of like human style and it's kind of boring and it kind of like rubs off weirdly when you're then watching the Nintendo style. Pixar are just as guilty. They've just got their house style for what things look like. Yes. Yeah. It's it, it, so it fucking weird. Yeah, it feels <laughs> almost a little bit like, like somebody sat there and going, right, oh, so what ethnicity is he? Uh, just he's not quite you know just tan. Can you have a little bit of a tan? Yeah, yeah, black hair, blah 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 blah. blah. It, there you go. It, it just you know you look you look at that and th- th- I'll, I'll just say on earlier before I go to that point. It look it looks like it'll be fine though. Like it look it it's not going. What if grass could talk? 
what if your burps had feelings? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it, it's it's not that it. It, it's not that it's um it's just telling a simple story about a kid saving the world and that's fine i think that's fine yeah um but yeah it just so you know obviously we talked about across the spider-verse last week and it's like there's just there's more imagination in like 10 seconds of that film than there kind of seems to be in like the last five years of pixar films And I, I, yeah, I, it's really, really sad. It's really sad. Even, and I say, I say that Turning Red was in my top 10 last year. At the same time, the people kind of look like Pixar people. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Depressing. But um, actually, and I, I think that was it for me this week. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all I watched trailer wise. I can't think. There's definitely another one, but I can't remember it. So while we're waiting for Bex, we'll get into what we've been watching and whatnot. And um, I'm going to mix things up a little bit. I'll start with myself and then move on to yourself. And then hopefully by then Bex will be back and we can, you know. Is that all right? Yeah, that's all good. All good. Cool. Okay, so uh, I have watched a couple of films, but I will update on how F1 Drive to Survive is going. So... I love how much you're loving this. Like genuinely, I I, I love how much you're loving this. <laughs> Fucking rules. Um. So, um, I was ill over the weekend, and uh, Sunday, I watched. I didn't didn't watch any films, and I felt a little bit weird about that. But what I did watch was like nine episodes of Formula One Drive to Survive. Um. Now. Okay. So. For those who used to watch like X Factor and Pop Idol, like reality, those kinds of reality shows. So, Mark, I, I feel like you might not have much grounding in this, right? I have never watched a reality TV show. I, 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 okay. I, I tell them, I, I, a minor fib, I watched the first series uh, or watched bits of the first series of Big Brother. Beyond that, genuinely haven't watched a single second of any of them. And things like, there's certain ones that I am actively like, I do not get it. And there's certain ones where I'm like, it's not my thing, but fuck it. Have at it if people enjoy it, why the fuck not? So I, I, I'm not a hater, but I don't watch it. Yeah, okay. No, absolutely. So, and this is like back in the day shit. So, it's kind of like when I started first going out with Don, like getting on for 20 years ago. Um, so like X Factor would be on. And we used to, we had this kind of like running joke where... There'd be like inspirational stories leading up to like people doing their auditions and stuff. And you'd always be able to tell when, um, like, if, if someone was going to like be okay. And it was like, you could, it was textbook because they'd start playing kind of like bits from Snow Patrol's Chasing Cars. And, yeah. and, and it would like, you'd kind of know that, okay, they're going to get through. And it would the the music would be building, and it would be like the kind of like the the kind of like the crescendo moment at the end of chasing cars, where it was like if I lay here, and then the guitars and it kind of kicks in and whatnot, and um and it'd be like you're through. Now, what Drive to Survive does is it kind of plays with that, where it's not music, but here's an example. So. 
Nico Hulkenberg is an F1 driver who's been driving for fucking years, right? This is in the 2019 season, this, this season I'm watching. I'm watching season two. 2019 season. And he has never had a top three finish. And at like through his career, people have been like, he's a great driver. He just needs the car as well. Because that's one of the great things about F1. I, I really, really like F1 generally. I've never really talked about it on the show. I very much enjoy F1. And like I used to watch it with my dad, and it's like key kind of memories with my dad is like F one related. So, um, and one of the great things about F one is the fact it's not it's not just the driver; it, it's also the car. And then if you get like the two together, they're in tune and singing together. Then you know it just blows the competition away. Max Verstappen for Red Bull's been doing it the last few years. So, anyway, Nico Hulkenberg, great driver, never quite had the car. Um, his contract's coming up. Um, and the the thinking is that um, he, he's gonna get he's gonna get dropped, and um, there's this Grand Prix, and it's the um, oh god, it's the German Grand Prix, so it's his home Grand Prix, so it's really just like table setting this stuff, <laughs> and like so his um, teammate who he's kind of like rivaling with Daniel Ricardo, who is one of the great people on earth, um, has uh, dropped out of the race due to engine trouble. So all the team are like, go on, Nico, push, push, push. Yeah, you've got past that guy. You've got past that guy. You, you can overtake this guy. And he's like aiming for this podium finish, right? And it is setting it up. And in my back of my mind, I was like, this is a chasing cars moment. Like, but I know the history of Nico Hulkenberg. So I knew what was going to happen. And he, like, there is just this, he just makes this tiny mistake. And he, like, and it's this really wet track and he just slips off. And then that's his engine done. And that's his a day done. And it cuts Nico Hulkenberg being interviewed. And he was just like, and that's when I knew I was fucked. <laughs> and and it's, it's really liberal with the language as well as trying to survive. It's incredible. Um, and it just like, it's this absolute anti-chasing cars moment where it's building up this, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. And then he fucks it. And with Drive to Survive, you got all these things where you genuinely do not know which way these things are going to go sometimes. And the only way you do, you would actually know is if you know the real history. And the amount of moments that take me by surprise where it's things that I, I, I didn't know. But it's so clever. And it's all in the editing. Just like X Factor was, you know, with the, the, you know it's all in the editing. And, you know, that, you know, like at the time in on the day, was it actually looking like he was going to get a top three? Maybe, maybe not. But they egg that on and they're re- like they're really going like, you know, he was what he's one of the great drivers. who's never had a podium, like really building that shit up. Like it's going to be his moment. And then he just fucks it. And it's like it is. It is compulsive content to watch quite frankly (laughs) but so is formula one it it just like you've got so much drama it's the drivers it's the team it's 
the rivalries between the drivers in the team, you know, because you, you, you've got like established people and then young bucks or like, um, like up and comers with like people who had past glory and are trying to hit that spot again. And, you know, just the, the like, and everybody's an alpha. They all are used to winning and want to win. Um, but they're also human beings and it, it, it is a fantastic it, it, it's a great show and it like the thing is i'm two episodes away from the end of season two season three is the covid season Ooh. and i am really interested to see how that goes because a lot of the drivers gave um the formula one association a lot of shit for how they dealt with covid like pre covid like i remember the australian grand prix right like i think it was like in march where it was all really kicking off and the fia were like we're gonna do it we're gonna do it we're gonna do it and i remember lewis hamilton going like this is fucking nuts like i i have to be here i do not want to be here but i have to i'm looking forward to how they play that out because it feels pretty warts and all but it's also sanctioned by formula one Mm. and whether that push pull of there's got to be the drama and it's got to like at least feel real because that's what's so engaging about it versus, but we've also got to kind of keep our reputation. I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Um, Like, yeah, I'm fucking loving this show. It, it, it absolute comfort food. Which is what I needed on Sunday because I felt like shit. Yeah, there is something to be said for comfort TV. Mate, oh, it's it, it's so fucking good. It's so good. I'm so glad I've still got three seasons left until I've caught up. Say it, 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 like five seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so the season covering last year came out in February. So I'm assuming like next February will be this year. But um, yeah, oh, terrific. Right, so anyway, uh, that's enough about TV though, isn't it? So, uh, I have also watched... um, So yeah, I've had this on Apple TV for ages. I bought it fucking years ago and I've never bothered re-watching it. Um, Spike Jones' adaptation. Oh, yeah. I've got some of those. (laughs) Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. When you buy it, you go... Fucking two ninety nine. Been wanting to watch that for ages. Bye. Forget yeah. exists. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Spike Jones's adaptation. So I remember hating this. <laughs> now this is the thing, right? I think the reason why I really like this is because it's Charlie Kaufman going. I fucking know I'm insufferable. I am such a twat. I watched it at the cinema and haven't watched it since and I fucking hated it. But obviously that was, what, 2006, was it? I think so, it was earlier than that. I feel like it was 02. Was it, it could have been another 02. So you're talking like 21 years ago. <laughs> Time is a thing. Um, and yeah, this is, it, it just... it. The thing is, I don't get on with Charlie Kaufman, no, generally. Like, absolutely get in the bin. I don't care. Adaptation, it's him just whining about what a fucking loser he is. And it's like, yeah, you are, mate. Uh-huh. Yep. 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 You're you're invented you're literally there is a scene that 
it's it's funny because um uh mike chinstroker mike commented to me that he enjoyed how much i enjoyed talking about the the wank fantasy thing a couple weeks back it was literally that in adaptation where and i mean like the thing the thing is i respect it Nicolas Cage is is jerking off to the thought of Judy Greer taken into a forest and just like offering herself, and it's like, yep, fair. But then it just like it cuts to like Nicolas Cage like ejaculating, and it's like, yeah, I relate. So you know <laughs> that that there are maybe these things that uh, connect me to adaptation, um, but at the same time, if anybody ever asks me to watch Synecdoche, New York, ever again. I will potentially knife them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I... I've got again another one. I'm not seeing this as a cinema, but I remember actually kind of enjoying that, but I think I find it insufferable now. It, it Honestly, it is literally just the fact that he's talking about how pathetic he is, and I'm just nodding. So, there you go. Um... So, uh, also, funnily enough, you mentioned it earlier on, I uh, uh, had a, another crack at the Royal Tenenbaums. Um, oh. that, that film's great. It is fucking great, the Royal Tenenbaums. Just terrific, like, proper... Yeah, I can see why everybody wanted to work with you after this. Um, Gene Hackman, just fantastic. It, it, it's Gene the, Hackman, isn't it? Uh, but just the way... He's so charismatic, but you know that him being your dad would be a nightmare. Like, and he he just balances that line so beautifully. Yeah, you know, like he'd be your favorite granddad, and just like the dad you wish you never had. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody in the world would think, God, I bet he's a great dad to have, apart from his kids. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I I liked my dad more than Ben Stiller likes Royal Tenenbaum in this, but well, yeah, th- massive my dad vibes about him in this actually is weird. Yeah, a little bit of mine. Bex always refers to the um, the joke in um, Friends where um, Monica turns around to Ross and says, "I know you can't pick your parents, but if I could pick my parents, I'd choose yours." Um, Bex is basically always like, that is you with your sister. (laughs) (laughs) Me and my sister have very different parents, but the same parents. Mm. I I don't know, both my parents are great. (laughs) The relationship we have is different. Yeah, it it looks great. I mean, it's fully formed Wes Anderson mm. what like three films in yeah you know it's it, mad but yeah I, I mean I, I, yeah it's fantastic fantastic film fantastic film I'm not I'm not doing a full Wes Anderson rewatch or anything like that it's like there's films that I can take or leave um, but I it had been a while since I'd watched it and I'm, I'm glad I did um Okay, and my my last one actually is um, film that you were talking about last week until I told you to stop oh. because I was watching it. Yeah. So uh, finished off uh, Dark Blue. Yeah. So yeah, I I I'd never seen this before, and um, I, I, yeah, I mean this is a 
cynical bit of work, isn't it? Um, it really, isn't it? It, it? it the baffling thing, the most baffling thing about this movie is it was made in two thousand and two. This feels like it was made between nineteen ninety five and nineteen ninety seven. <laughs> It is weird that it's a noughties film. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, Kurt Russell just be, like just being this really complicated character where it's like he kind of wants to do good, but he's just been like he's just in too far deep in the system. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I found it really quite depressing. Um, effective though, and obviously that's what it's going for. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. This feels like very, very much your bag, and maybe that'll kind of open up the discussion within me. Yeah, it is. It's that the thing is, you've got as well. Um, it's. It's it's basing its story around um, an actual event, an actual mm. real life event. So it's basing its stories um, around you know the the, the trial of um, the Rodney King verdict coming out, where where the officers were essentially acquitted, and it's based around that and looking at right. Well, we're gonna we're not gonna do a story of that because that's probably not the story we need to be telling, but we're gonna do something adjacent to it. Um, it's it's not quite as punchy as Training Day. Um, I mean, it's baffling that you had you know the David Ayer had Training Day, Fast and Furious, and this come out in like a fourteen month period uh, as a writer. It's bonkers. Um, but you can definitely see the the fact that there's the there's a lot of on the street work within it and it's majoritively set outside or inside single buildings there's not a lot of um it's not procedural is what i would say it's it's very much looking at the lives of these guys and the fact that that all of their shady dealings and everything it's once they i remember david was saying though it's the idea is that you could take the best you know, a most um, straight-laced cop out there, the minute he does one thing that is slightly, uh, like, away from where he's supposed to, that he's not really supposed to do, that the knock-on effect of that, it's just, well, he's got to cover that with that and that and that, and it just, it, that's how it spirals and it's just easier for it to just go into the case of these guys walk out and it's right which line do I have to do to get to here to here to here to here and what do I have to do to cover it and it's that and I I very much like the fact that he seems to get angry and in it with with his wife because his wife says that the guy is cute so he basically just admits well you didn't even think you shoot him I did (laughs) yeah I will say the the wife relationship is some um, that escalated quickly stuff. Yeah, like she has what like three scenes. So there's the one where they're kind of like busting each other's balls as such a little bit, and she's pissed, and she's like, "Why do you think I drink?" 
The second scene, I'm pretty sure, is her moving out. Yep. And it, like he's just like he's like, come over to my uh, house. My wife will cook you some goulash. Cut to him entering, and just everything's like <laughs> gone. Yep. <laughs> So what? And then the third scene is like the last scene in the courtroom. It, like it did that did feel a little bit like all right, we're just gonna like there's two, skip. There's two scenes missing. Yeah, yeah, like one hundred percent. Yeah, there definitely is that. It's I would say it's not as polished as as some of the movies like like this that came out around sort of like the same time. But I think the fact that you've got Kurt Russell. Um, and Ving Rhymes and Brendan Gleeson all in there and Scott mm. Speedman's kind of fine in it but it's not it is kind of his story but you don't give a shit <laughs> about his and the uh, what's her name's character uh, Michael Michelle Michael Michelle yeah you, you don't care which by the way them. is one of the great names for an actress <laughs> yeah you don't, you don't give a shit about them you're like Every time that they're on the screen, I'll talk about that. Like, no, can we get back to Kurt Russell being shady? <laughs> Man. And what I'll say there is Dash Mihawk playing exactly what Dash Mihawk looks like he would be like if he wasn't Dash Mihawk. <laughs> really? I, I feel it was a little bit mean. Uh, no, at the time he he definitely had a he definitely had a pretty fly for a white guy vibe to him. Okay, all right, oh, fair enough. <laughs> I would definitely go for that, and he leaned into it by playing a lot of those kind of characters. Uh, I mean, I, fair enough. No, look, I mean, yeah, it, it's. I, I, I thought I thought it was decent. I mean, Scott Speedman is a little bit skin jobby. Won't yeah. lie. Um, Brendan Gleeson, like brilliant. Like, yeah, all right. Have Brendan Gleeson play that part? Why not? Yeah, um, they, oh, and by the way, your hook is dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just that ending as well, where it's like Kurt Russell just like thinking about what's going to happen now. Like, at some point, you'll probably be murdered in prison and he's just watching the city burn. Like, I mean, that that's a hell of an ending. Yeah, it's... It, I, I'll say it. Uh, you know, and I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but fucking hell, he, he goes for it with his endings. You know, Training Day, Fast and the Furious, Dark Blue... Uh, Hang on, two times. Ticks. Sorry, two ticks, two ticks. Yeah, what's up? Oh, hang on. Two ticks, I think uh, one of our circuits has just tripped. I'll be back. Yeah, anyways.
see main switch and just assume that means that that's the whole thing and that it's a separate. or something. Oh, hey, but so, you're there, sorry. Yeah, all good. Oh, man. Yeah, no, all good, yeah. Um, yeah, we've had a, a, a lot of movement downstairs today, so the hob's in, and um, Carl and his friend, I didn't know they were doing this, they just moved the bloody fridge freezer from the living room into the kitchen, they managed to fit it into the integrated thing, and uh, but it tripped the lights, and we were trying to, just trying to work out, and it was weird, it was like all the individual breakers were okay, but it was like the one labelled main switch turned that off and on and then that got the lights, which was weird. Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah, sorry, we're yeah, we're good. Uh, sorry about that. You you were right in your flow as well. I do apologise. Yeah, no, I, no, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I was just saying, you know, it's, um, it's it did, it, at that point was writing fucking great endings. You know, I, I, I say Training Day, Fast and Furious, Dark Blue had a good ending, but like really quite bleak endings, like Harsh Times and Street Kings are also quite bleak endings, and I, I can't remember End of Watch, but I, I remember that being a little bit like, fucking hell, it's like, not nothing turns out alright at the end of these movies. Yeah, I think Gyllenhaal meets a rough end in that, if memory mm. serves. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I might rewatch 
I've been meaning to rewatch Training Day for quite a while. Um, and so, yeah, I think I might give that a rewatch in the coming weeks. Yeah, nice. So, yeah, um, fully over to you, dude. What else have you been up to? Um, not watched um, that much this week, just because uh, I was on uh, early all, all week. So, like, watching a film at night is kind of a little bit uh, prohibitive there. Uh, we have finished all... Um, 12 seasons now, uh, 246 episodes uh, of our rewatch of Bones that we did. Uh, we I fucking that love week. that. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Um, and it's, the thing is, we've watched it, we watched it all when it was on. Uh, and we've watched, we've done a rewatch since it finished. And it only finished like um, five, six years ago. Like six years ago it finished. Uh, ran for like 12 years. Um, which is bonkers. Um, but it's like now, I know that this gets said a lot, but like now there is the, the lead character of it, the title character of the show would be, would not, could not happen now because she essentially is a narcissistic bully who uses her intelligence to get away with it. And it's like we're watching it like like on a week by week basis. Well, we're watching like where you would watch it a week by week. You maybe don't notice it, but when you're watching it in like two or three episode blocks, like a couple of times a week, you go. You better get to each other going. I mean, she's a dick, but not like a fun dickhead. Like she's an absolute piece of shit. Mm. but she's not supposed to be a piece of shit it's always builders she's a little bit like she's awkward because her her intelligence you know is so high that she finds it socially awkward and that that makes her come across as cold but once you get to know her she's not you watch her going no she's just a bully at points she's just it's it's a toxic workplace (laughs) Um, and but still kind of enjoyed it and there's there's some like like weird people crop up. Like Michael B. Jordan crops up for like a few episodes. Oh um, wow! Okay. In it, um, there's a long running thing of uh, of Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top is one of the main characters' dads, but like not like he plays her dad. He is her dad, and he I, is himself. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they talked about that on Blank Check once. Actually, just how random that is. It's like his dad's like a bit of a uh, the dad's like a mystery or something, and then it's revealed that it's him. Yeah, (laughs) it's great. Um, Joel David Moore is. I think I referenced this when we actually watched that episode. Is in it like quite a lot for like from like series four till twelve, and he's like a recurring cast member to the point of where at one point they're actually queuing to watch Avatar with him. Really? Which, yeah. Oh, that's a, fun. It's an entire episode of him queuing to watch the premiere of Avatar. Nice. Uh, but also as well, there's some of there's some great like product placement within it. Like they'll be for no reason. Uh, you'll have one of the main characters will be driving the new <laughs> the new uh, Toyota Rav Four, <laughs> and they'll be going. And they're like, oh no, what are we going to do about all this traffic? And the character go, oh, that's not our problem because this car comes with built-in GPS from this area, which gets gets us blind. <laughs> You're just going, oh, and then, and then the other character go, oh, 
yeah, well, it's a good job these seats reclined so far back and I've got all this leg room so I can just relax while we get there quicker. <laughs> it's, it's that bad. <laughs> but, yeah, it's fun. And, uh, like, John Francis Daly um, of uh, Dungeons & Dragons directing and writing is um, in it for, like, six seasons. <laughs> and he's, like, a main character in it that when he dies, his character dies in it, it is, like, horrible <laughs> for it because he's great in it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I had a good time rewatching it. Um and yeah, we'll, I think we're possibly looking at watching like a because it's good to have a TV show on the go. I think we're possibly looking at doing a Twin Peaks rewatch, but not sure how much whether or not we're just going to do season one or whether or not we're going to do the full thing. Oh, I, I, actually, I, I will just say very briefly. Um, we watched the first couple of episodes just when you're talking about like a TV show that's good to have have on hand. Um, the Seth Rogen Rose Byrne show, Platonic. Oh yeah. Um, first couple of episodes directed by Nicholas Stoller as well. Um, it, yeah, yeah, it seems alright. They're, like, they're, they're kind of like old friends who had a falling out and um, now they're, they've kind of like reconnected. And um, yeah, some good, 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 funny stuff in it. Episodes are only half an hour long. It's not not bad. I mean, it's not mind blowing or anything, but yeah, yeah, not too bad. Well, that's it. You, you kind of want those, uh, you know, those, those like little bite sized chunk episodes you can, you can watch. Mm. There, mm-hmm. it's why certain like like newer streaming only shows when they throw out episodes, but you go right, we'll sit down and we'll, we'll, we've got like forty five minutes to an hour. We'll sit down and watch this. And you're like it's an hour and twenty five minutes. Might as well uh-huh. watch a film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's that uh, there, and when you, you know, when time sometimes gets limited, it can be a bit like that. Um, but before I get to dash camp, because uh, uh, I've, I've got. Like dash cam films to get through. Um, did rewatch um, Elizabeth Town. Oh, <laughs> right. Okay. The Cameron yep. Crow movie. Um, where, <laughs> where the bonkers bit is? It's yeah. So to just like refresh anybody's memory off people who don't know what this film is about. Um, Orlando Bloom plays a character who at the start of the movie is entering his place of work and everyone's kind of looking at him and he keeps repeating that he's fine. And it it turns out that he has essentially been developing a shoe for like this fake big shoe, um, an athletics manufacturer, that is essentially kind of supposed to be around on the same level as like Nike and New Balance. Um... And he's been inventing this shoe called, I think it's like the Spasmodica or something like that. Sure. Um, and it's about to launch and it's shit and everyone hates it and it's going to lose the company like a billion dollars. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the guy who basically plays the version of what's his name, Nike, of Nike, is Alec Baldwin. Um, and around the same time as this is happening and he's going through all this and he's about to kill himself, uh, Orlando Bloom, with a, a a homemade like knife-stabbing <laughs> machine he's made out of a weights machine. Uh, he finds out his father uh, has died and he has to go and collect the ashes. Uh, and then he can collect the body and see if he wants some cremated and bits like that. And there's a lot of family stuff going on. Uh, 
and he has a chance meeting and meets Kirsten Dunst, who is in like fucking adorable overload in this movie. Um, it's it has no right to be near two hours long, Elizabeth Town, at all. But it's quite charming, and it's mostly quite charming because Kirsten Dunst's character is really quite charming. And Orlando Bloom is actually quite fun to spend time with. So, yeah. I watched this... Like, I, I, it was a lunch uh, break watch. So, over a couple of lunch breaks. And, yeah. Kind of enjoyed my time with it. it it's a fun, like, couple of hours. It doesn't need to be a couple of hours. It's too long. But, yeah... A little bit unfairly maligned, I think, Elizabeth Town. I, I, I had a good time with it. It's, it, it's got that, that kind of over earnestness that, um, that Cameron Crowe's films started to have around this time, uh, and that continue to have on the rare occasions that he still makes them. Um, mm. But I'm kind of all right with that kind of lazy pacing that his films have. Um, I feel like. I think he when he what was it he made last? I can't remember it was. I saw an interview. Alo- Aloha. Aloha. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I saw an interview with him uh, around that time and he said, uh, like quite honestly, he was like, I'm never going to make a film better than Vanilla Sky. I'm never gonna make a film that's more successful than Jerry Maguire. And I'm gonna, never going to make a film that is more personally important to me than Almost Famous. So, you know, every so often I might just do something, or I might not. I might make another film, I might never make another film. Um, and, you know, it's been, what, eight years since Aloha, and he, he might not ever make another film. And I kind of think it's sad, because his hit rate is actually pretty fucking good, in the sense that if Elizabeth Town, We Bought a Zoo and Aloha are your are the, the worst films you've made and I can't remember Aloha that well to be honest but I do remember it being quite tiresome no, We Bought a Zoo's fine and this is kind of fine, so I'm alright with it I enjoyed my time enough with it nice, yeah um, also watched a, a, a film called The Art of Getting By um so another lunch break watch downloaded it um, and then it was the only thing that I had sort of available to download to watch after I'd watched um, one of the Dashcam films Um, and yeah I I thought it was a different movie I'm not sure which movie I thought I'd downloaded but it wasn't this Um, I think the movie I, I, I thought I was downloading starred Justin Long I thought this was Justin Long on the picture, but it's quite small. And when I downloaded it, I didn't have my glasses on, and it was early in the morning. Uh, and it's not, it's Freddie Highmore. <laughs> um, Spectacular. It's got Freddie Highmore, Emma Roberts, um, Michael Angara, um, and like Rita Wilson's in there. But it's about a, a kid, George, played by uh, Freddie Highmore, who actually looks like he's a high school kid. Because he probably was, like, 
Yeah, he, he probably was about 19 at the time, but Freddie Highmore looks looks younger than he is. I mean, he doesn't look fucking hell. He's 31 now and he doesn't look 31. Um, he's a, a kid who seems to be um, quite bright, but has decided that he doesn't like see the point in the pursuit of life. He doesn't see what there is to achieve in it and that it's all a little bit futile, so why bother? Um, and so has kind of just stopped doing homework because his opinion is it. I was going to do it, but then I just thought, but what's it going to achieve? <laughs> and he's got that kind of vibe about him, but all the teachers kind of like him because they know that there's this potential in it. And he also, he's a really good artist, so he does all these drawings and bits like that. Uh, but he ends up uh, befriending uh, Emma Roberts' character, who is um, Sally, I think she's called in the film. Because she's smoking on the school roof and one of the teachers comes up and can smell the smoke and he's about to catch her smoking so he quickly grabs a cigarette out of his bag um, you know pretends that he's it's him that's smoking so she doesn't get caught so she thanks him and they end up forming this friendship and the whole film is about them having this she knows that he's into her but he doesn't want to say he's into her but she's kind of into him and it's that kind of look like, I, I got one point towards the end of the movie she's like look we know we're going to get together at some point but it's just not now and that's kind of how the film ends <laughs> and it's it's fine as a movie but Freddie Highmore and Emma Roberts are both really quite engaging it he's, he's really good in it as the, the character he's playing he never comes across as you don't ever at any point go do you know what? You are insufferable. Apart from at the moment where he himself is intentionally being insufferable and kind of admits, look, I know I've been insufferable and it is kind of intentional and I'm going to stop it now because I'm annoying myself. Um, but I had a fun time with it. It's it's quite disposable, but I had a good enough time with it. Um, I'll probably speed through the dashcam ones because, again... Because I was limited for time, I, I went I, I went for easy pickings a little bit. So uh, I rewatched Sleepers, uh, the Barry Levinson uh, movie. Nice, um, bleak as fuck movie. This it's just these these kids get you know essentially abused by the system quite badly. Um, and then get their revenge on it uh, within that um, Dash uh, Mihawk um, plays at the um, juvenile detention centre they get sent to he plays like the the massive dickhead who just keeps kicking the living shit out of them um, and plays it with, with some aplomb um, but you've also got I mean the cast of it, this film is fucking he's mental Kevin Bacon, Robert De Niro, Dustin Hoffman Bruno Kirby, Jason Patrick Brad Pitt Brad Renfro, Mini Driver, um, Jonathan Tucker, uh, and I did I say Billy Crudup is also in there, uh, and there's a few others, of course Dash Mihawk uh, and John Slattery, 
are all in this movie. It's too long, um, two and a half hours long. Um, but yeah, it's just a bleak movie. I think I spoke about it like only about eighteen months ago. I think me and Bex watched it during the the lockdown period. Um, and then uh, for for uh, everyone's favourite, I rewatched Easy Air because it's a really fun movie. And it still remains. I was worried that it might be a little bit like going to it like what twelve, thirteen years later that you might rewatch it and go, "Ooh, this hasn't aged well." But it's actually aged f- fine. It's actually aged quite well. Um, and it's still, it's propelled along by the fact that uh, it, it's its lead character um, in Emma Stone is really, really watchable. Uh, in it she's a lot of fun um, also Stanley Tucci and Patricia Clarkson as her uh, mum and stepdad are just great their interactions that they have uh, throughout the movie remain ridiculously entertaining um, Pen Badgley does seem like the sort of guy that that character should get with um, and Cam Gidande is, is is fun as the idiot in it <laughs> you know? yeah he nice. plays hot idiot really quite quite well, and like the fact that he is literally leaning into the fact that do you know what, I I do look like the hot idiot, so I'm gonna go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's always quite fun when actors are prepared to put fun at themselves in that kind of way. Um, so yeah, I had a good time uh, rewatching Easy Air. Um, but also did make me go, Will Gluck um, fired up Easy Air and Friends with Benefits is a banging like first three movies to come out of the fucking um, out of the park with there. Fired up is, and is, Peter is, Rabbit too is yeah. one of the and then, sensational. What the fuck are you doing? Sequels. Yeah, and then the three movies he's done since are Annie, Peter Rabbit. And Peter Rabbit too. Money, please. Money, 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 Just, money. Yeah, I mean, he's got that. He's got a new one coming out. He's, you know the uh, Sidney Sweeney and Glenn Powell uh, rom-com? Yeah. yeah that's Is that it. him? Yeah, it's Will Gluck. Oh, yeah. fuck. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to him kind of getting back to that groove uh, there, mm. um, for sure. Um, oh, can I... And sorry, can I just slightly derail yeah in terms of what we've been up to yes sorry let me finish you finish your point and then we'll sorry yeah but no, that, that, that was it that, I, I'm finishing there it's easier is definitely worth a rewatch for people because it's it's just a lot of fun it's where's the time it's sleeve the films that it's ripping off but it's um it's there's not a lot of mean spirit in it, and its mean spirit comes from the right place in the sense that it's it's shining a light on certain tropes without ever actually kind of uh, overindulging in those tropes. So, what we've we been up to this week? I got a season ticket for Cardiff City. Yes, you did. I did. Uh, me, my boy Paul. And uh, a a girl that we both uh, have worked with on Helpline that he, like, goes to games with. We're all going this year. 
and so <laughs> I mean like I don't know it's a bit of podcast admin talk as well but it's like I'm now also like going to be going to games fairly often and just in terms of like if it's a midweek I don't know how that's going to affect recording so I think we probably need to talk about that yeah, I'll just work oh, it out. over the coming months yeah I'm sure we'll work it out but like whether people would be up for because we talked about football last week I quite enjoy that aspect just in the like what we've been up to section I, 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 I'm, I'm fine with that I've never needed an excuse to talk about football but we might need a buzzer that goes maxed up <laughs> yeah but I mean yeah but also yeah, I, I don't know it, it's with if people have a real problem with that being a thing in what we've been up to in the future I would encourage people to contact us filmbastards at gmail.com or at filmbastards if you uh, you know if you're not on Twitter filmbastards at gmail.com I mean whether you're on Twitter or not otherwise I feel like that might be a thing go- going forward because that completely takes a film or two a week out of my watching. And I'm going to be attending as many games as possible. I am fucking well up for having a se- like a full season of watching football. So, so can I ask you a, a, bit of a, a bit of a follow-up question for that? A, 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 a relevant question within that. Um, yeah. I, am, I am conscious of the fact that we, we, we need to get on our main review, so we'll get on our main review in a second. Uh, but yeah. have you... Because uh, we've not spoken about this that much. We spoke about football quite a lot, but we've not spoken about this. Have you attended a lot of football? Or like a, a little not bit of football? A little bit of football. I'm really, really looking forward to fucking diving in. Yeah, because I obviously um, I've been to a lot, you know, had a, a season ticket for my club for uh, a number of years, you know, as a as a child, you know, I went for like nearly ten years on a season ticket, um, and you know, I don't go anywhere near as much as I'd like to now, but I was, you know, I have been to you know hundreds of games over the years and various stadiums and been to stadiums abroad and and things like that, um, and yeah, it is. So, so you've never experienced like the like like a a football ground at Christmas then? No, and See, that's a and, it's a wonderful thing. And the thing is, I am I've got a season ticket for a for a team who, if it weren't for the fact that two other teams had points deductions last year, would not be playing in that league this year. <laughs> um, Cardiff City is. Not a great team, but like I, I just I'm really, really up for the the atmosphere, the getting a fucking greasier shit burger, and yeah, you know, like uh, you say, like yeah, football at Christmas. It's funnily enough, like in the WhatsApp group with the, the guys I'm going with, I literally just said like I really, really hope Cardiff play at home on Boxing Day. Oh. Yeah, we. I, I've been to a Boxing Day game, and um, I, I remember um, like random because we obviously you, we, season tickets you sit in the same place, um, and I didn't actually sit with my dad at the games. Um, 
I sat with my uncle. Um, so I sat with my uncle and then on the row in front and a few rows down, my dad sat there. And so I, the only games I ever sat with my dad, if, if we went to cup games, my uncle didn't come at cup games, he just came to the league games. But if, if we used to go to the cup games as well. And that is the time I'd sit with my, with my dad um, throughout that. Um, and I, I do remember that the guy who I sat next to on the boxing day one um, was like was was very drunk um, on the and he was he was a lovely guy so far and he was very drunk on the boxing day game and um, it, he br- he brought me because I, I chatted with him occasionally he brought me a Christmas present and it was a Liverpool hat. <laughs> But nice. Like the next time we saw him, he, he kind of said, "He was like, you know, last week." It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was maybe like it had been. I would have been about nine or ten. And he's like, "I did buy you a hat, didn't I?" I was like, "Yeah, it's the one I'm wearing." He's like, "I thought I did." He said, "I bought the hat about. I bought the hat on the. He was like, I bought the hat on the way home from the last home game." And then forgot to wrap it for you. He said, I don't know if you noticed, but I was a bit pissed last week. <laughs> and so I bought the wrapping paper and wrapped it whilst walking to the game. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you could tell. <laughs> nice. But yeah, it was just, yeah, the, 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 you get to know people who sit around you and it's, yeah, it's a glorious thing. Uh, yeah, I cannot wait. I really genuinely cannot wait. Um, and also it's like there's a there's a little bit of being able to talk to people in work about that kind of thing and just have some sort of like connection with people yeah it's not like I'd expense it or anything like that you know but it's like that it will help with that as well so there's that that kind of benefit but honestly I you know it's that just having those real world tangible experiences thing yeah you know and it, it, it's a lot of the last 20 years has been spent in a cinema watching things which has provoked an awful lot of benefit don't get me wrong it, it, it's like that as well it's like the, the, the gig on Friday so you know like I, I don't think listeners actually know um, we're recording this on Wednesday the 14th of June Friday the 16th uh, Mark and I and a bunch of other folks are um, uh, going to see Bruce Springsteen, mm. and uh, so it, you know, and it's like that is going to be a an experience, and it's like, yeah, I just I want those, and I it think is, a season ticket at Cardiff City is going to be that. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I think I said it. I said I've said to Bex uh, recently. So again, and we will we will review uh, Transformers in a second. I think Bex might have just got home as well, um, but. Like I, I sold um, a lot of my steelbooks uh, this past week, um, and it's like they've been living in a box underneath my bed for like two years. They're not doing me any good, and people do collect these things. So there might my my feeling now is there might be somebody out there who you know is really looking for the, the now out of print arrow, uh, big trouble in little China. Who really wants that for their collection? And it's sat in a box under my fucking bed. That's not fucking cool. If there was somewhere I could exchange that, they could give me a little bit of money and I could exchange that for that. So I eBayed a load of them. 
Um, and, um, you know, did okay. I worked out that I probably made back the money I originally spent on them um, from that. But it sort of, it, and the whole reason, I suspect, was it's to put towards, you know, our holiday, the next holiday we're going on. Because we can afford it and we can justify it, but it's a little bit like, yeah, but I do want that swim-up room again. And I do want that extra. I do want that extra. So this is going to help pay for those extras because I'm, li- I'm now in the mindset of, I kind of want memories now as much as things. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. So yeah, so that's that's where I am. Rebecca is here. Are you, Rebecca? Just in time. Hmm? Just in time. Just in time. Bex, what have you been up to this week, you fucking twat? Wow. Um. Yeah, not a lot to be honest. Um, Rise of the Beasts is directed by. No, sorry. <laughs> um, so I, well, I've watched a lot of from. Um, well, as much as is available, because season two is not currently. It's currently dropping. Um, ten out of ten would recommend. Season two is a banger. <laughs> I know we're on a clock so um yeah i don't i don't really want to give too much away because obviously it's not dropped in the uk yet so mm. the vast majority of people won't have seen it but it, it's very very twisty very spooky cool that's it nice. that's literally all i've done yeah <laughs> yeah we have not watched a lot this week have we no fair okay so let's talk about Transformers Rise of the Beasts um, which is directed by Stephen Capel Jr. and stars Anthony Ramos, Dominique Fishback and the voices of Ron Perlman and Michelle Yeoh as I hope I get paid a shitload of Tron um Transformers Rise of the Beasts, Bex. So at the start of the the show, I basically said that this film was essentially a non-entity of a movie. Uh, I've got a question for the both of you. Yep. What was Dominique Fishback's character's name? Elena? Elena, yeah. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Wait, let's let's check to see if we're right. (laughs) It is. Fuck me, I guess. Uh, but if you'd have asked me what Anthony Ramos's character was called, I wouldn't have known. Noah. <laughs> it was Noah. Yeah. Or Sonic, depending on whether you're. It, I wouldn't even got. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't have got Noah. In fact, I think a few points during the movie where someone said Noah, I was a bit like, "Who the fuck is this Noah yeah, guy?" Yeah, doesn't look like a Noah. Doesn't look like a Noah. No, he's not got Noah energy. Well, I, I just, I, I, I didn't know Latinos could be called Noah. Do you know what? Like this is gonna sound a little bit racist, and it really isn't meant wow. to. When people say that, it usually means no, because it's mainly because of the voice. But he was giving real kind of Tibble off of Romeo and Juliet energy with his voice. With his voice, yes. Everything else. Oh no, just the voice. Like yeah. I was like, "Fuck, is it? God, I can't remember who played him." John Leguizamo. Yeah, is it John Leguizamo's kid or something? Because his voice is so similar. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like the breathiness of it. Anyway, sorry, we digress. 
so, all right. I got out of this film and I texted Donna saying I'm reconsidering my life choices. <laughs> it's not that it's bad. Sorry, cut. I didn't realise that Pete Davidson voiced Mirage. Yeah, I didn't realise oh, that yeah. until today. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, when he's like, bro, I was inside you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to be Pete Davidson. Yeah. I will say, did enjoy Optimus Prime saying to Bumblebee... I want you to stop going to those drive-in theatres. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Yeah. Um, the thing is, the opening 20 minutes, it's really set in a scene. It is 90s New York. Yeah. You know, the soundtrack, the the kind of the attitude of the whole thing. It, it like that, that's, that's wonderful. As soon as they land in South America, that next hour, hour and a quarter is just complete. You gotta go and do the thing and that get the, the blah blah blah, and then that thing happens and the do 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 and the blah blah blah, and I just I was like I don't know why. The only reason why I'm watching this is because we're doing this show and that's cool because it's the it's content that we're recording. I hate content. I should stop saying that. It, it You know, but it was just... If I was 10, this would be awesome. You know, and it was like uh, uh, Noel took Charlie and Charlie loved it and that that's terrific. I don't know who else this is for. Hashtag I'm with Charlie. Alright, Bex, do it, dude. Alright, film of the year, yeah? Since Mark after we got out after we got out, I think that might be the the second most fun I've had watching a film this year. Brilliant. Alright. Great, that's great. It was it's just it's just a Saturday morning cartoon. That's that's what it fucking needs to be, it's a Transformers movie. And what 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 what, what was the most fun you had watching a film at the cinema this year? Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, and, and why was that? It's a Saturday morning. Oh, I just like Saturday morning cartoons, evidently. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it is, that's what it no, needs to be. Good. And the thing is, like, I gave up on the Transformers franchise after, I think, the first two, and I don't think I've seen any of the others, because they take themselves... A, I mean, fuck it, it's Michael Bay, so they don't take themselves that seriously, but they take themselves too seriously for a Transformers property. Like... Trying to imbue like adult relationships and fucking perviness and like stakes and shit. Like I love that this has no stakes. Bumblebee dies. You know he's got to come back. <laughs> they, they, they literally tell you. Can yeah. we bring him back? Maybe. Like, well, fucking hell. Maybe, but there's not enough power. Ooh, well, maybe something will provide the power. <laughs> um, bit sad that Air Razor didn't get brought back to life. She oh, was no. cool. Didn't like her. It's Michelle Yeoh. Do they like her? She's a big old bird. Do they like her? Love the fact that Optimus Prime once called himself that just because he thinks Optimus Prime's cool. (laughs) 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 I think that's mint. Yeah, no, absolutely loved it. I thought it had a real kind of... It had a nice kids movie heart to it. And, yeah, I mean, that, that, that... 
and that's it, isn't it? It's like I say, if I was ten, I'd love it. And I, I, there is that massive aspect about it, and obviously, like the what happens at the end. Sorry, Mark, go on. But the, but I think also as well, there's the whole. I think we've spoken about it a few times uh, on the, the, the podcast. Is the a lot of people's um, problem with Super Mario Brothers movie is that it, if uh, like everyone well, it's just a kids movie. It's like yeah, yeah, it is. You know, you you you, you fucking the reason why like kids don't enjoy Pixar anymore is because all of you lot destroyed it by having them stop making kids movies. Mm. And they started making movies for you. Um, you know, th- this is it is it's a kids movie. Yeah. And, and I, I, I kind of liked that yeah. a, a, about it. Don't get me wrong, I I, I wasn't as into it as you were. <laughs> um, it's it's just over two hours long, and um, there's far too much Transformers fighting with other Transformers that just looks exactly the fucking same every fucking battle. You know. Well, that's what you're there for, isn't it? No. If you're playing with your Transformers action figures, are they sat around like? You know, having having discourse about the the plot line of your game, or are they fucking like you're smashing them into each other because they're fighting. I was never much for smash when I was more about the the setting up for the battle. You fucking nerd. Um, but but I was always like kind of into Transformers, not that much, but I was heavily into something else. Oh my god, yeah, you were so excited. Your yeah. whole face. So all spoilers all the time. Uh, but yeah, at the end, I don't know we're jumping right to the fucking end of a movie during the middle of a review, but fuck it. Um, yeah, the ending when I was like, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, and then he turns up the card and it was GI Joe. I was very <laughs> excited, wasn't I? Think. Yeah, you were, yeah. <laughs> I'm also excited for that. Yeah, yeah, I'm very much like, fucking bring it on, but go for it. <laughs> I just, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I am a person that will sit on a day off and watch just a bunch of kids' movies. Like, it's nice sometimes to. To, to dip back into that mindset and I think this kind of allows you to do that yeah I'm I, I very much like I hope every kid that goes to see this has a fucking great time yeah, yeah. And, and to be fair Anthony Ramos is in that fucking awful thing isn't he nice. yeah. yeah so I was predisposed not to like him but I thought he was fucking ace in this he's an odd one is Anthony Ramos I don't He's got a weird energy, but he is charismatic. Yeah, I was I was there for it. He does he does look like 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 his puppy has always died, but he does ha- he he does seem like he like, look at him going. I bet you look he fuck though. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, but he looks like he can fuck. Yeah, yeah, but if you were out with him, you'd be there going. I don't know who he's gonna try and fuck in this room because it, it could be it could be all manner of genders. I will say his chemistry with Dominique Fishback was not amazing. Like no, they, but I, I I I think part of that is Dominique Fishback seemed like the most confused, smart person in the movie I've seen. I think. Part I mean, to of be it fair, well, it's hard to have chemistry with somebody who has no kind of. She's just very awkward, isn't she? She's not really. She's not really got. But she's good. She's very good in it, yeah. But she's not. She doesn't ooze sex. Dominic Fishback is thirty-two. Cool. I don't mean sex appeal because she's 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 very pretty in it, and she's but she doesn't have that kind of energy. That's like that's 
what she's wanting to portray. Yeah, but I like the fact that they never go there with it, with them. No, it's not. It's not Michael Bay looking at her, at Megan Fox's ass. Mm. It, you know, it, it, it just like those two at the end. She's putting his head on his. You could, you, you know, you can make some assumptions. But they might. It'd be, be it'd be cool broad. to watch them kiss because you know you don't see a Latin American person kiss a black woman in cinema much, quite nope. frankly. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, I'm probably being a bit there about it. But I mean, it just, yeah, it's, it, it, it's for kids, and I think it's perfectly okay for kids. It's like the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. But there's probably a little bit more to it for adults than that. I, I enjoyed it um, easily enough. I, I, it is too long there are too many of the same battle things there you know fucking uh, Optus Prime has three fights with Scourge he just really fucking hates him that's fine but he has three fights with him it's too many is Optimus Prime supposed to be like kind of a badass because yeah. I feel like he always well, gets his ass kicked in these movies but that's the thing he always gets his ass kicked and then he kicks ass afterwards well I mean he has an arc in this doesn't he yeah because he is just a bit like, fuck everything else, we just need to get home. Yeah. And he learns to not do that. And I, I, I thought that was somewhat interesting. Yeah, it's a... He's... His he's innate stoicism is kind of what makes him work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I did tease on it. Uh, earlier on in, in the podcast, but I think that annoys mm. the shit out of me. Uh, yes. We're getting a lot of period movies that are set in either the late 80s, the 90s, or even some early noughties movies now. We're, it's that long ago that we're now starting to get those. And this is a period piece. So my thing there is, if you are doing a period piece and you are making the music of that period such a, a, a point within the movie you cannot then have a song that happened after that period oh shit yeah okay what was the song it was one of the big battle songs after you have a fucking great opening of um of um bumblebee Bumblebee coming out and you go that's fucking perfection well fucking done Mm. but then you have a modern um hip-hop song after that for the rest of the battle. Yeah, that... Okay, I didn't know... Yeah, that's a mistake. And it just felt a little bit like, no, you've got... Keep it consistent. You've got so much you could have done. In fact, you literally cut off a song that you could have used. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there are fucking so many things you could have used. You were were doing really well with the soundtrack. Totally fair. Um, So, yeah... Filmmakers, don't do that. If you're going to set a period piece, keep the music within that period. I was even taken out of one of the scenes where Dominic Fishback started singing uh, Waterfall Mm. um, TLC because I was there going, hang on a minute, I'm sure that song came out. Um, It was 95, so I'll let him off with it. 
I was thinking that song. Did that come out ninety five or ninety seven? Mm. Yeah, which kind of that's how much that bothers me. <laughs> Is it made me think about stuff like that? And I was wrong, which I hold my hands up. I wasn't wrong with you that one. No, I don't think I do on that one. Just let a video, let a film wash over you. I'm Geostorm on it. I think I'm touching cloth because, like I say, it's I I think it's perfectly decent for kids, and it's not that I hated it. It was just it's a bunch of things that happen. This film. Yeah, Geostorm's not a bad shout, but I don't think it falls into the so bad it's good kind of category. So I'm. I'm just gonna go with definitely not shit. Yeah, good on you. Yeah, good. I really enjoyed it. I am, I am off the back of that going to watch the rest of the Transformers franchise. So, I mean, there we go. But but honest, more. honestly, this is the third best of them. <laughs> and if you include like with, and I include Bumblebee in that, so there's seven. Well, I'm gonna have a wild ride then, aren't I? Yes, you are. I will not be partaking in this because no. I've already seen them and I don't want to watch them again. Yeah, I you yeah. I I was thinking about rewatching them and I was like, no. The third and the fourth <laughs> ones are like nearly three hours long. No, that, that's what put me up. I was thinking about rewatching them and then I went, I don't have to though, and I kind of don't want to, so I'm not going yeah. to. I do love that yeah. about it though. I do love that you don't have to have watched the others. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. That was, you know, like more more film franchises should be accessible at point of entry. Yeah, but also yeah. You, you've not seen Transformers the movie, have you? The animated movie. The cartoon. Oh yeah, yeah you're gonna do that the fucking, weekend. Yeah, that's so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be reporting back with that. Right, questions. Can Steve. I just point out as well? The little brother's adorable and he looks like a cartoon character. Don't like the little brother. Oh, why? Don't like him. <laughs> Tails. Yeah. Maybe after the next, maybe after the GI Joe one where he becomes fucking like Cobra because his little brother died. The fuck. Same. Rick King, if you were a Transformer, which form would you pick as your disguise? Right, well, a I, dog. I, <laughs> it's a mechanical dog. Robo dog. I've been informed by by someone that I work with who is well versed in the Transformers movies that mythical creatures are a possibility and there's not enough goodies that fly so I'm going to be a dragon a dragon yeah you're going to be a dragon because then my, my weapon would be my fire breath yeah but also I'd be able to fly around uh, after the bad Decepticons because a lot of them can fly apparently there's not enough flight on the side of goodies and there's a dragon in one of the other movies so I can be a dragon VW Jetta Get hot chips. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'd be called Optimus Rex, by the way. <laughs> nice. I'd just be called Jetta. Because. That works. Because, Becky? What, the hot chicks arrive? Jetters. Jetters. Um, what was I going to say? There's other questions. Oh, okay. Uh, Dylan Bartlett, uh after recently rewatching one of my favourite films, Something Wild, which is a fucking great film. Uh, which has a very sudden change of tone when really arrives on the screen. What are your favourite sudden tonal shifts in a film or character entrances? Hmm. And not entrance, but dance is gonna be Salma Hayek in Front Dust Till Dawn. 
That's a good shout, yeah. Like, because that film just completely fucking turns from a Quentin Tarantino film to a Robert Rodriguez film. Yeah. That's Actually, a- is that her entrance? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going, yeah, that's it. Completely blank on all movies. Yeah, total shift in a movie. I mean, a really obvious one is Mulholland Drive. Oh, I'd love to watch that again at some point. Yeah, where it just it just literally goes from being one movie to being a completely different movie with no explanation. But is that caused by anyone though? No, but it's kind of within the total shift of the movie, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Um, ooh, a good one that I always go back to uh, is Filth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you think that it's just this this story about mm. this um, just a prick, <laughs> just an absolute prick, and then you get the the fact that it then starts to come out unraveling that he is actually having like a full blown breakdown. Mm. Is it's got another one, and I'm just basically going through broken men here, aren't I? Demolition. Um, wealthy guy's wife, um, as what is it? And he has dies, and he has suddenly, and he has like this, this existential crisis um, about like death and bits like that, and starts trashing his home and everything like that. And then literally, you have a shift of where he basically just you realize, oh no, again, he's going through a mental breakdown, and he has a full blown break. It's, it's fucking. It's a great film, is Demolition. But yeah, that that shift where it goes, and you go, oh, oh, fuck, it's that. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's quite something. And uh, yes, uh, we're not on that time scale, but we uh, this week. Uh, are you moving mad? Uh, we've seen a lot of uh, announced film delays this week. Which film, uh, all of which film from all of history, do you most wish they delayed or maybe even cancelled into the Disney or Warner Brothers style vault? Iron Man. <laughs> just, just like the what could have been. We've had some good movies out of the Marvel franchise, haven't we? Yeah, we have, but it's also ever so slightly left to the death of cinema. So Cinema's not dead. I don't know, man. It's really not. It's not. <laughs> Bex, I was talking to uh, Mark before you came on. A lot of my what I've been up to over the next year or so is going to be talking about Cardiff City games. Interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what movie do I wish had been cancelled? I'm going to go back to the well here. The Babadook, because I'm sick of people telling me it's fucking good. It's not shit. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe the Terminator, because then I wouldn't be so terrified of AI. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> what, you fair. just let it wash over you? Yeah. That you yeah. just, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, exactly. We can't change it. We just, we just gotta fucking roll with it. 
Elon Musk's putting stuff into people's brains now. Like we, we, this is end times. Like, but I feel like without the Terminator, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't maybe know. So it's just, just, just. If we didn't have Skynet, I wouldn't know. I think that actually might be the answer. That's, it might be the answer. Yeah, yeah. Terminator Two. I'd be, I'd be ill-informed, but I'd be happier. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be full of ignorance is bliss. I know this is a mistake. Yeah. Mm. Um, what are we covering next week Ian? do you remember that one time right. we were all eating horse meat and we didn't know and we were fine with it and then we found out it was horse meat and everyone was angry didn't shop at Tesco oh, true. so uh, next week is going to be whatever the fuck we record yeah it is <laughs> it is going to be whatever the fuck we record we're going to I think we're going to attempt to watch The Flash aren't we I thought we were watching we'll, we'll watch the I, I, look we can we can absolutely say we'll watch the flash we'll go for food after we might be real low energy but we'll try and record some stuff pre springsteen even if it is just chatting bollocks it's not going to be an episode for new starters it's not an induction episode no um but, but but there we are. Um, I don't think we'll do any mid uh, week recording next week. Um, like with me being away for the weekend and whatnot, it's probably uh, not advisable from my point of view. Uh, but the week after, you know, Asteroid City, Extraction Two, no hard feelings if we all get to it. Yeah, you know. So we'll you know next week. I'll, I'll be honest, I want to have a look at the schedule a little bit because I'd very much like episode 500 to be uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And I think if we don't officially number the Springsteen one, I think that works. It can be whatever this one is and a half. I, I, I need to have a look at the schedule there. But that's what I'd like. So we'll, yeah, we'll see. Basically, whatever comes out on the feed next week will be maybe a little bit of diarrhea versus the fibre enriched poo you usually get. Gross. <laughs> Coming up next week. Yep. Is you hosting? Yeah, it is. So, here we are. That's where, you know, we've been on a journey. Yep. We 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 entered your mouth. We're coming out as fibre-enriched poo. But next year, uh, next week, what the fuck? Next week, we're just going to be diarrhoea. <laughs> Goodbye, Mark. Goodbye, Ian. Goodbye, Becky. Goodbye, Ian. Jason Reitman. <laughs> oh man go fuck yourself this must be episode 497 yeah okay go right in it's a point five actually it is a point five so because right. be mission impossible will be 500 if this isn't a for formal yeah, episode so um no uh you're on you're on mike um how fuckable is rc in rise of the beasts how fuckable is your rc um Okay. Um, 
Do you know what? She was the best design character in it. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but fine. Um, they. I like. I like the Optimus Prime design now. I like the fact he looks like the truck that he turns into. I like the fact that RC looks like RC. I'm all right with the fact that Bumblebee is. That's what Bumblebee looks like now. Um, You've made peace with it. I've made peace with those things, but but that's about it at this point. Um, we were talking about it before, but like my, I'm too. I'm a bit too close to this. I'm a bit too close to this franchise, and, and I'm a bit too. My childhood's a bit too tied to it. So after many years of having those dreams dashed, I've kind of given up on expecting things to go my way. The opening five, the opening ten minutes of Bumblebee that's as good as it's going to ever get for me so um, they are ne they are never going to give me the version of Transformers a live action version of Transformers that reflects what I grew up with so I guess it's fine because I went with my nine year old son who doesn't have that attachment and he fucking loved it like he absolutely loved it so as far as that's concerned, it's a film that's doing its job and it's a film that's effective in doing what it's supposed to be doing. It's just what it's doing isn't good enough for me and I realise how much of a prick that makes me sound like. <laughs> but maybe the animated movie that's coming out next year will do that instead. So, yeah. There you go. That was episode 497.5 of Film Bastards. Wait, no, it's not. I want to talk to Becky about Ted Lasso. Did you cover Ted Lasso? Uh, oh, no, we you did. You covered it in the last episode. Yeah, but now yeah. we can do Becky versus Noel. Because, so what, what I was going to say before <laughs> was, I agree with you. What, I, what now? Well, this is it. I was exactly where you were. Like, I, like, I mean, I, not, maybe not quite as... Maybe not quite as, as vociferous as you, but like I was exactly where you were on the Nate thing. But, and I think Mark sort of touched on it a little bit. I think I'm with you on this one, yeah. I feel like they stuck the landing. Yeah. And I feel like the, the like, I was, I, I can see that she's not agreeing with me already, but like, that's fine. I was very angry about Nate, but they stuck the landing in that moment where he really broke down. And also, to, my, to, to Mark's point, I think the point of that whole programme is that we all need to be a bit more Ted Lasso. So I can look at it that way and go, I'm fine with it and forgive it because, because that's what I get from Ted Lasso is, you know what? Life can be a little bit better if you, if you just treat life a little bit better. Yeah, thank you. And I do agree with that, but <laughs> what, the, what the telegraphing of that show does yeah. with Nate getting away with it and ending up in a better situation than he is at the beginning of the show whole arc yeah. is reward him for being an absolute cunt. Yeah. So be more Nate, you'll get a nice not, girlfriend yeah. and a promotion. He's not suffered enough. I no, I, no. I if he'd ended up back as a fucking kit man at a different club that yeah. wasn't Richmond and just really fucking sad because his girlfriend was imaginary, I'd have been all right with that. Right, what about if he'd have ended up as a kit man at 
what if you'd have ended up as a kit man at Richmond and it was like no I don't want this that this the trajectory of up brought out the worst in me Mm. like would that have been satisfied to just go like I recognise as a human being I recognise that that upward trajectory took me to West Ham took me to the top of AFC and then took me to, to West Ham that brought out the worst in me and turned me into that bad person and now I just want to be part of this and I'm sorry and is everyone still nice to him and he's still got his girlfriend? Oh, I reckon his girlfriend's up to someone. I mean... <laughs> really? Yeah. I too would have taken yeah. the imaginary girlfriend. Yeah, thing. that would have been good, <laughs> wouldn't would it? Yeah, like... Because fuck this guy. Because that's so... Like, that episode yeah. where everyone's just like... It goes to introduce her and yeah, she's yeah, just yeah. not fucking there. 100% I was like, oh, they're doing a thing and he's had like a breakdown and yeah. she's actually imaginary. I would have loved that yeah. because that's what he deserves. And I wonder the nature of this season feeling like it was sometimes written on the fly a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's maybe an idea an they idea were they had. with mm. at some point. I just, they, do they you know what? The parts that were written, they knew the ending, but they didn't know it. Time to rewrite a really, really difficult season to make. Yeah. And I enjoyed the season, but it does, it did feel patchy. It did. And there was some real whiplash. Did you ever watch Ted No. No. I, do you know what? Uh, I'm really yeah. glad that you guys have made your peace with it and with the nate of the situation. I haven't. If that makes me a worse person than you are, I am fine with that. But I hate him and want him to die. <laughs> so you agree that you're a worse person than the rest of us as well? On this, on this on particular this issue, yeah. You're all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, you get to You're not have to. You're angry digging a hole there, Becky. I am angry digging a hole with a stick. Yeah, I just he just doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve the forgiveness. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. But the, the one thing that is the get out for me is he apologizes. No, no, no. It was the I. I think first of all, you've got to recognise that the reason you feel the way about that character is because that actor delivered that performance oh yeah yeah he made you hate him that much and for me the apology is this doing anything yeah oh, okay sorry it just looks like a really straight line that isn't doing anything oh there we go it's working up now yeah no and he does he, he, he nails the performance and then that moment where he apologizes and really breaks down i i I, I felt it like it was like that's what I was like broke yeah. a bit mm. and that was enough for me to go alright he's broke the lesson here is be more Ted and I can kind of live with that mm. so it's not perfect but it's it makes sense in the show I think yeah I think but it means yeah. that if they do 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 um, AFC Richmond he's going to be fucking in it that's and I don't that's, want that. I hate him as a character. I don't ever want to see his yeah. stupid face again. He should have made his piece and buggered off. I yeah. Agree. Definitely agree with that. And I could even, I could live with it if he was, came back to it, because they seem to sort of like for a minute go, oh yeah, he's the kit man now. Yeah. Mm. And then, then he was on, on, the, on the Yeah, it was very weird. Good. And I'm like, well, if they'd have finished the season and the series by going, Nate came back, he's kit man, doesn't want to go any further, realises his place, he's sorry, that's the end of it. But now AFC Richmond, as we think it's going to be called, it's going to be him on the touchline supporting Roy and, and Bill. Yeah, fuck I'm, that. I'm not Do you know what made me incandescent with rage? Yeah. In being back in the Diamond Dogs? <laughs> yeah. Really, really fucking yeah. made me angry, that. What? Being back in the Diamond Dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking ugh! Oh, I hate him. No, I can't. You I can't make my peace with it. It's just a reflex you. reaction. That was. <laughs> it is real. Yeah. So there we go. But I'm not quite. If I saw the actor in the street, I'd throw shit at him, angry. But like, 
there were some mixed feelings in 86 with Optimus Prime. <laughs> 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 oh that cheetah was pretty sexy in Rise of the Beasts. I've got a question. Go on. Did we, apart from the gorilla? Yeah. Optimus Prime. Yeah. <laughs> no notes. Well done, five stars. <laughs> I've never, I've never made my peace with my, my peace with Beast Wars, to be honest with you. So, yeah, oh, fine. so I'm trying to pick uh, mine in the middle. Apart from the gorilla, Air Razor. An Air Razor. Did we ever? In fact, I know we didn't see Air Razor transform. Did we see Cheetor transform? Yeah. Yeah. When Did he, we? When he, when he goes that, like that big old maximize. Uh, yeah. In the battle. Oh, but Air Razor's already dead. At yeah, maximize. Michelle Yeoh's already said, "I've uh, pay me my money, please, yeah. bye yeah. bye." Yeah. I'm Poochie going off to my home planet. <laughs> I can't believe. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Weird, isn't it? Anyway, um, <laughs> all I'm saying is, they went to the beach that makes you get old. <laughs> maybe this is the, the part. Maybe this is the part of the movie. The BFI remake. Yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is, it's the Ken Loach, Ken Loach version. In 1984, Hasbro bought a couple of toy lines, and they didn't know what the fuck to do with them, and they took them to Marvel, and the editor in chief of Marvel, and. Jim Shooter and Bob Budiansky got together and created fantastic um, characters for every single one of those toys mm. that ended up in comics, that then got developed in comics, that ended up on the back of the box. So the kid, every kid knew, and ended up in the animated series, every kid knew what Ironhide's personality was like, or what Optimus Prime's personality well, that, was like, what Starscream's personality was like. They went to so much trouble to make to create these characters that if it wasn't for that work, there would never have been a Transformers movie, whatever it was, 20 years later. Well, Hasbro did the same thing with, you know, they basically used that template when they made um, G.I. Joe. Yeah, because like, on the back of the personality. G.I. Joe, yeah, you, yeah. you, you basically had a biographic card. Yeah. Yeah. So, so at the back of the box. Same on the Transformers. Yeah, you, you had to keep yeah. because it had like their. I put a little biography of them and then it had like a little cut out bit that you could cut out that was like a basic like a playing card kind of thing and that was the bit that was behind the so if you bought uh, Cobra Commander there was a picture of Cobra Commander behind Cobra Commander in the box and then when you cut that out that was like your little card that had all the information about it and the, tra the Transformers ones were quite specific yeah. as well they were like you know Ironhide comes from this part of Cybertron and he loves this and he loves that but he hates Decepticons and he's always into this and he likes weapons and blah 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 so they had specifics that gave them a place to jump off from mm. and the size of Transformers lore since then is absolutely massive there's been multiple strands in comics in particular and various animated series that have taken it off in different in different directions but it all starts there and my problem with the Transformers films so far is that they started from a completely different place. Yeah. They just started from scratch and they ignored all that stuff. Yeah. And now that's what Transformers is. So Optimus Prime is this rageful, vengeance-fueled maniac that says shit like, I'm going to rip off your face. And that's just what oh, we yeah, accept Optimus Prime that. is now. And it's like, no, Optimus Prime should... Like, at that, the moment in... 
um, Rise of the Beasts where he finds out that Mirage has brought a human back. Yeah. I felt like he was going to kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? He was like, going to. Yeah, he looked like he was. So is he not, is he not an angry man? He's, no. No, he's the most, like... He's, he's stoicism. Stoic, leader, smart decisions, pragmatism, like... Uh, is he still heavy keen to just go home all the time? Yeah. yeah. No, he, like, he wants to go home. He loves Cybertron. They all do, but he's looking out for... Even, like, the whole decision that they make about sending this human into the... To, like, to solve their problem. Yeah. Prime sort of just goes, oh, well, it's a stupid idea, but fucking get on with it. And then, like, at one point goes, well, I told you it was a stupid idea. He, w- he would have inserted himself into that and gone, no, this yeah. is not what we do. We don't involve the humans in our war, but like it's just it again, I sound like a windy well, bitch. But like he it's said, just, it's a, a stupid core. idea, yeah. but fuck it, get on with it. Yeah, pretty much. I was kind of surprised he said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good f bomb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and also two worst things about the film. That lead actress was fucking. I don't know who she is or Dominique what she's been Dom- in before. D- Dominique Fishback. She Fishback. was. Oh, I swear she was like in a teen like last year and he's now in her early 30s. What's she been in? What, 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 what she I... was in that. Project Power. Project Power, yeah. And she put uh, a teenager in it. She was and, dreadful. That's right. Yeah. She did. And I, and I generally thought she was a teenager and then when I looked up she's like in her 30s. <laughs> no, my other least favourite thing was the bit where I can't remember who explained it. Somebody explained it. At Michael the end Douglas. where Scourge has built that thing. Mm. And then they've got to get to the thing because it's always got to be about getting a thing. Go to get a the thing. thing, get to the thing, and uh, yeah, uh, we'll do the other. They thing. go, ah, oh, well, the only way we're going to get to the thing is if we go there, but we can't go there. But there's a there's a because we're too big to go in. But there's a tunnel underneath it. Yeah. Why is there a tunnel underneath it? <laughs> maintenance. Yeah. Maintenance for who? The maintenance guy. Spider, for the little human guys that they send in. Spider robots. Oh, fuck off, spider bots. No. <laughs> Why was, did they build that thing? They were spider like, robots. He just built on. it. We just saw him build but it. But things have to be maintained by spider bots. If he's got yeah. a change like a light bulb, don't remember any spider bots. That, uh, when when they were um, in that museum and the thing blew up and then yeah. like there oh, were those like, things bots. that looked like they were from the Michael Bay films. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do actually. They were like little like scuttle droids from Red Dwarf, but spiders, and they just go around the maintenance tunnels. <laughs> You, the thing is, you know I'm right. You just can't bring yourself to agree with me. You don't yeah. care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't. I don't like that film. Maintenance truck. Try this maintenance tunnel. Spider bots. I know. Yeah. Oh, this. This is. This is your version of me with Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. In a universe. You know, where, in a you know universe where. Point? In a universe where trade wars are a key plot point it's perfectly acceptable to put somebody on hold right. last yeah. jedi at the start of the last jedi where they do that thing where oscar isaac's like oh i'm gonna have to put you on hold yeah right no ian doesn't I, think I, it's I feasible to be it's a star war it's star a star war you don't put people on hold in a star war i'm sorry they made three films about trade disputes also as well <laughs> I, I guarantee you a world where they've invented that much that much space travel somebody at some point invented. So, there's a lot of com there's a lot of like space travel comms and stuff. I'm just, I'm the so, whole empire, I'm the empire so, is I'm capitalism. Sorry. I'm sorry, but if you can put somebody on hold in a Star Wars film, you can have maintenance tubs in a transport. 
That's the well, I think off. we've reached our, our agreement then. <laughs> there we go. All right, that's the end of those disagreements. Wait a minute. So, are you, are you, which you agreed to that both of them are feasible, or that neither of them are that feasible? That if, if, if. No, I think we need to agree you're that both of them are feasible you're, and neither of you're, them you're are at feasible. A double yeah, yeah, no, I think that's it. And now that we've agreed that, now legally, can we be friends again? Yeah, okay. and, and Star Wars and Transformers can have a crossover now. Like that was the one thing that was getting in the way. I, 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 I do want the, the GI Joe Transformers crossover. Sorry. Yeah, the G.I. Joes can run through that little tunnel. There you go. Yeah. yeah. At the end of Rise of the Beasts, oh. they basically go, right, G.I. Joe's going to be in the next one. And I was well excited. <laughs> no, hey, but can I ask a random, like, like off-topic question? <laughs> Which actress was it whose name made your brain explode not so long back? Oh, oh. oh. Uh, the, 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 the one with the thing, the, the word Journey Smollett. Yeah. A jur- journey, oh, journey Smollett. Journey Smollett. That's yeah. not. Nah, it's not name. Wasn't That's, there another one recently? More recently as well. There was another actor, actor that. Her uh, brother. What's his name? Jeremy Smollett. Or whatever his name is. <laughs> what's his name? Jesse. Like, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. He's, he's the one who fates like the fates the, the assault or yeah. something. Yeah. Oh, that's the case. Yeah. 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 And he, his name's like Jussie Smollett. And she's Journey Smollett. But they say Smollett because it sounds cooler. It's not that, it's Smollett. Your name's Journey Smollett. Well done, parents. Big fans of keeping up with appearances. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's the highest. It's actually pronounced Smollett. Smollett. Yeah. <laughs> Journey Smollett. Just insulted you over there. <laughs> Like Janelle Monet, but just not quite as polished. Like Ed, How like, you like seen, Ed Schneebler. Right, actually, it's pronounced Schneebler. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> have you seen the... Um, Janelle Monet's released a new album? Yes. Have you seen the vinyl for it? Yes. Have you seen the what the gatefold is? Yes. So you open up the That's gatefold funny, vinyl. Actually, you know. Do you know what it is? Boobs. I mean, I don't want to it's guess. It's a boobs, yeah. Oh, is it? It's her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> she did, like, she put, like, a video on Instagram. She's, like, walking down a record store and just gets it and just puts them well, out in front of her. It's great. Yeah, it's yeah. fair play to her. Fair she's, 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 she's very proud of her boobs. Do you know what? I've never really... Completely yeah. off tangent, uh, I know, but, like, I've never really known what she is or what her... Music is or whatever. Multi-dimensional really being. Boring. That's fine. That's probably <laughs> like, what she calls herself. I've though, never, I've never heard anything of hers until very recently, and I was like, she's got a song called Float. Yeah. And then there was another one that was uh, fairly recently as well. Floater. Like, I quite like this. This is all right, man. She's, she's good. very good. Yeah. I like the music. I like it. I can't yeah. get on with it. No. No. Can't get on with it. It just. She's a, a bit like, what if Beyonce was good? Yeah, yeah. She she comes out with some crap. That's so she, the problem with Janelle Monáe. Uh, yeah, but, in an interview, she literally, she is basically, please, please, please think I'm deep, but I'm right, not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not at all. Uh, and it's but it's quite funny. But it's good music, though. She seems to be kind to be of like. Fair, though, that's why my first album never really hit. Is it not? Apart from with you, you loved it. I loved the Noel Miller experience. Yeah. 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 What did we decide your next one was called? Mine? Yeah, your mariachi album. Oh, my mariachi album. Is this the, the long-awaited follow-up? Intrigued by Burrito. Intrigued by Burrito. <laughs> <laughs> by Burrito, plural, singular. Burritos, yeah. yeah. Singular or plural? Plural. Plural. Singular's cleaner. Yeah, I think so. Intrigued by I Burrito. So. Yeah. 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 Becky messaged me the day, so what if I did it? I was like, then I should... Um, I've got an idea how about something to do with burritos I was like I'm intrigued by burritos <laughs> like, that's a great name is this a long awaited follow up to Arousal Cafe Arousal Cafe <laughs> 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 Arousal Cafe 
at some point. I wrote two genuine songs for Arousal Cafe. I need to be, a, we need to, like, if we ever do form a band, then that's our first thing. If those people can, can hear us, they're having the weirdest dreams at the moment. Are they dead? But dead. Yeah, there you go. They're having the deepest sleep, though. Mm. They come to see Springsteen. They're gonna wake up at quarter past nine tonight. Yeah, <laughs> just Fuck. as just as because the night comes on. <laughs> Fucking hell, Margaret, not again. <laughs> uh, apparently, yeah, the curfew here isn't ten. We've been allowed an eleven o'clock curfew here. Ooh. So that's that's an additional so hour. It, 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 Is that an additional hour or later start then? Uh, no, he's still starting at seven. Apparently, yeah, apparently he's going to stage for seven. Um, and then... Um, and then we head straight to that Tesco. Before and we got and then it night. finishes at 10 o'clock and it's up Rocky coming. A little bit of sense. <laughs> 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 it finishes at 10 and we're not chilling for come on, play 10 minutes, fuck off, and then it's up Rocky. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we're going to do Can't Stop and then we've got to stop. It's <laughs> up <laughs> Rocky's coming on. Does anybody know what time checkout is tomorrow? Half 12. Half 12? Oh, oh wow, are we what? But I think it is. I think it's later than you expect. Is it? I'll take 12. Like 11, we'll be out before then anyway. I feel like I, I feel like we don't need to record anymore. Bane. Are you recording on that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you got the thing. Oh, yeah. Bring that. Like, it's up to you. Ah, uh, no, nah, it's all right. Just do it on here. Right. Is that all right? Yeah. Um. So, uh, Mark, you entered the speed force. Yep. It sounded like you didn't find it particularly speedy. I, I, I will go straight out of the bat and, and give my my end rating now, um, and then I'll go into like like what I what I thought. You're reversing the time. I right? reversed the time. Like I thought it was a geostorm. Okay. It's way too long. Yeah. Um, both versions of um, of Barry managed to be entertaining and irritating in equal levels, but the problem is. So glad you thought they were equal levels. It, it, it is. Is the film thinks that that the irritating is charming, and it's kind of not at points. It's kind of nails on a chalkboard. Um, the absolute we need to we need to sort of like weave bits in that people might remember was verging on like teeth itching me bad. If you're gonna fit in the line, you want to get nuts. Let's get nuts. At least make it make sense when you're gonna fit it in. That's, I said that. Said that. It, it yeah. just, it's like, wow. But at times it was fun. At times it was entertaining. And when it was trying to be fun, it was it was fun. But it's so fucking long. And they, you've already got a fleshed out um, Batman because we know the Batman. But the super girl, yeah, you're going for that. Just. Nothing, just a, just a blank slate. Super mammy. She was supposed to look after him. She was supposed to look after him and she didn't. And she just got real angry, which I kind of thought was alright that she got real angry. I like that they made her real angry. But she had nothing at all other than looking like a computer character for the entire thing. She she might not have even been a real person. No. Are you guys ready to order? Yeah. 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 Can I get to order? Ready to order, yeah. Um, uh, sorry, that's fine. Oh, I was thinking I'm going to have to have a table. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, can I get the boneless tacos? Yeah, what do you like? Uh, the jerk gravy, please. Yeah. 
I'm going to get three piece buffalo wings. Yeah, what did with those? Uh, jerk gravy. Yeah. Uh, and can I just get some uh, sweet potato fries? Yeah. Well? From the north. <laughs> um, can I get mac and cheese, please? Yeah. With a side of uh, jerk cheese fries. Jerk cheese fries. Yeah. And can I get um, a coffee down as well? Yeah. Uh, can I get the mild half chicken? Yeah. Uh, with fries. And uh, can I also get a Coke and a Red Bull, please? Coke and a Red Bull. Red Bull. Yes, please. Sorry, can I add a Coke as well, please? Can I get the tenders with the gravy? Yeah. A mac and cheese? Yeah. And a cream soda, please? Yeah. Uh, can I get the tenders with the spicy mango, yeah. some jerk sweet potato fries, yeah. and a cup, please? Yeah, it's everything. Uh, yes, please. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Some extra tenders for the table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep that in. I um, keep it. Everybody <laughs> needs to know what we are. No. Where did Supergirl's suit come from? It was just on the side. <laughs> just on the side where she left it. It's just, I had loads of little just questions like that yeah. through the course of the film. Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. That doesn't like, make a lot of sense. Like, the Barry's just rocking up at the Batcave, just moving about in the Batcave. I don't know, there's just something about that. It was yeah. like, that's not Ben Affleck's Batcave. Also, does Batman not password protect his computer? You think he probably would. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know, I, like, I, I, I don't necessarily agree on the, the length of it. I felt, it, I didn't feel the length of it because so much was happening yeah, yeah. that it really, I, I, I don't think it felt long. Like, how long was it? Two and a half. It was about yeah, just under two and a half. half. Myself. But having said that, the first half hour maybe, before they get to like Bruce Wayne, I was just irritated the whole, like, I was really, I was just annoyed with it. Like, Even with the action sequence with it, the babies it, and the dog. I thought that, that was that. I was just great. I, was I really enjoyed it. So, I didn't know if I liked it or if I was just baffled by it. Like, I think I said to you, I'm like, what the fuck yeah, is happening? Yeah. <laughs> like, when the dog showed up, you, you were like, like, what I the don't fuck? know, this is mental. <laughs> um, but I just, you know... His personality aside, I don't like Ezra Miller as a screen presence. I just he irritates me. He gets Obviously, right under my skin. Like his real life person. Yeah. Really fucking irritating, yeah. but I love watching it. Oh, really? Yeah. You were saying that in the car, weren't you, Paul? I find yeah. it so charismatic. That, 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 I, I agree that I think that the, that the shame about Ezra Miller yeah. is that, he's, that they are Ezra Miller. If they weren't Ezra Miller, they would be. They would probably be. They would probably be right now where Timothy Chalamet is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they're not. They are Ezra Miller. No, I think and so they can't be where Timothy Chalamet is because he looks at it and goes, and goes, do you know what? I might not. Ezra I might Miller. not do drugs in this room. Yeah. <laughs> Ezra Miller in a Timothy Chalamet role, I probably quite like. It's that version of Ezra Miller, that it's, sort of wacky, twitchy. Yeah. Because he's, he's fantastic in Perks of a Wildflower. Yeah. Uh, he's good in about. No, we need to talk about Kevin. I did like that film. Yeah, he's good. I like that. He hated that film. But he's good in it. No comment. (laughs) Well, no, it's. I mean, 
I guess I suppose it, it kept me entertained, but I didn't really like it. I don't think I just like I said to you afterwards. It's just it's just showing me things, and it's and, and I, I, I'm just I feel yeah, I don't feel anything when I see. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much. Soda. Thank you. Like when I see Christopher Reeves, all spoilers all the time. I assume. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I see Christopher Reeves Superman show up, and I see Nick Cage show up as Superman, it's just stuff. Like so it's just I, it doesn't. That never happened. No, it didn't. So, so rather, to, rather than having like Brandon Routh or any of the people who played Superman, they thought, well, let's just use a photo of Nick Cage. When he was maybe going, thank you. When he was maybe going to be super. I mean, I enjoyed it because all yeah. movies could do yeah. with probably about three hundred percent more Nicolas Cage. I, I will guarantee you, Nick Cage has that in his IMDb. <laughs> but, what did, yeah. but, the thing, but what did that? What did, what did the Nick Cage yeah. thing do? Like what? Like what did showing me Batman? Adam West Batman it, it, it's, what was he it doing? It's, it it's, it's people are able to recognise things. It's very in-jokey because he's fighting a mechanical spider, spider which is yeah, what yeah, John yeah. Peters yeah. wanted that Superman film to be, him versus a giant spider. So. And that's great, and I got that in the moment, and I, I registered that, but so what? It's the DiCaprio meme. just showing me things. It's, it, like, that's yeah. a, a lot of the film yeah. is the DiCaprio meme. Like, I mean, it, I mean, even down to the Eric Stoltz being... Uh, yeah. being they really like, played that on that which, way which, which, too much. Yeah, which was yeah. a little bit like once well, would have been enough. Remember, we rem- yeah. remember when he was going to be mine. Like from that, like okay, yeah, we, we get it. But he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. I can't remember through the straw. He was making it fizz. Like paper straws are like the scourge like I get it let's reduce plastic use but you've got to do better than paper I, I love a paper straw I must be the only person that finds it that's a paper straw because it's a shower for sure possibly yeah you ever tried drinking a McDonald's milkshake through a paper straw <laughs> See, I can't it's drink not, the not, not, yeah. I can't drink milkshakes because of my incredible lactose so you still do I don't drink milkshakes no I can't otherwise no I don't. not McDonald's the thing is though, right, the, the George Clooney at the end. Like, I did enjoy I, that though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing because it was just his history with the character, the, with the part has been so. He's ashamed of it. He's embarrassed by it. Yeah, it's it is quite fun that he rocks up and does that. Yeah, yeah. but, but I, I can imagine though that, that Warner were going, George. We know you don't do a lot now, but will you do this? And I'm like. Like no man, how about an, es- an espresso machine? It's like no and two espresso machines. Like two espresso machines and, and, an, es- worth and an espresso <laughs> yearly pack, it, and you get me for half an hour. <laughs> but I mean, like, it, it, so what does that what does that mean though? Because there's no way Clooney is going to be Bruce Wayne in future films. So is this just this timeline just done? Yeah, I think it was, I think it was just. Yeah, yeah. Let, 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 let's make it a little bit funny at the end. Why not? And, and, and let's just kind of have it as a one-off yeah. and then we'll start well, over like, yeah. but, but Aquaman's no still got to come out no, at some point I, I think that's it and I think they know yeah. that I think James Gunn the James Gunn thing is going to reset everything yeah. he's going to do Superman again he's already writing Superman as it stands so, so we're, I think we're done with they're not going to want to cast it Superman you coward I think if they were continuing with this George Clooney wouldn't have shown oh. up at the end I think, it, I think it's probably a bit where they've gone afterwards 
Okay. Yeah, I don't know. So, can I just say as well? I just want to go on the record and say I'm going to lose my mind if Gal Gadot smirks at me again and is driving me mental. It's I, what, what, she keeps showing up in films and grinning. What, like, I, what I'm enjoying, guys, I'm here. What yeah, I'm enjoying yeah, yeah. The, the whole oh. Gal Gadot thing is every time she shows up now in anything, everyone kind of goes, Oh, oh God. Oh. And it just it just proves more that she is terrible. But it, it is that smooth. Fast, fast, fast. She does Shazam. Oh, she Shazam, does. Yeah. She, like, she rocks up at the end of Shazam, does the smirk. Rocks up at the end of Fast X, does the smirk. It, 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 she, it is so weird. She's so only like one self trip. Yeah. Self-congratulatory. Yeah. Like, you do get the feeling that that woman has no no problem no, no, no. with her ego. No. Oh, too big. So, Paul, how do you how do you find the Flash? I was in um, Mark's camp a little bit. I did feel the length of it. Um, I enjoyed like the worlds colliding. Yeah. I got engaged with that because yeah. it was showing me that the nostalgia of Keaton being Batman was cool for a little bit, and then it just got. Yeah. Get to the fucking point of it. Yeah. Um, I hated everything about the first 30 minutes. Yeah. It drove me fucking nuts, and I hate that character so much anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like Ezra Miller, really do. I remember seeing him in Californication years yeah. and years and years ago, and he was great in that, and I liked him since. Yeah. Obviously, problems aside. Yeah, yeah. He's um, real life Yeah, and it's. There was bits I enjoyed, but that didn't make the film. Um, I'd skip it if I knew the timeline now. Um, but yeah, it was it was all right. Yeah. And the CGI is fucking horrendous. There was some really, really oh, bad. It's just like, it's taken them so long yeah. to make this film as yeah, well, yeah. you think they would know what to do. Just, it, take another year and get it, that's right, Jesus. The bit, the bit where he opens the microwave and takes the baby out, before uh, it's a real baby, one. it made my oh, brain vomit. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I hated it, what the fuck? And the dog and the Gal Gadot and all the, the, the Gal Gadot might be real. Why did the, the microwave thing? Like <laughs> Sorry, that was a question. Why did the microwave thing? Sorry, that's gone. Yeah. Because I don't think, I think it was, I don't think it was one of the old school ones. Yeah. So do you just bring it around yeah, the whole I know, thing? but in order for it to... Yeah, it, yeah, it, it has to be on. It's an egg timer. Yeah. Yeah. They're an egg timer on him, rather, yeah. than, a, rather than a mechanical yeah. timer. So when he put the baby in the microwave, did he turn the dial? He must yeah. have turned the dial. Why would you do that? Because yeah. he's going to have to turn it to lock the door. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the better question. I mean, like Ezra Miller probably has tried to microwave a baby oh, in real life. Yeah. Like, it was probably his idea. Yeah, he probably turned out the production stuff like this is unplugged in. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you're right. Yeah. Open yeah, it up. Wait a minute. Wait, Andrew, this isn't a real baby. We discussed a real baby. For a film that's obviously cost quite a lot of money to make, make the effects better because some of them are obvious, but then some of them are really good and you don't notice them. The, 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 the any, anything in that world, like the speed force world colliding stuff, like I didn't get was that actually supposed to look real? Like, no, no, I think it was supposed, it was supposed to, look. to look almost real, but not quite there. Yeah, just I think it was supposed odd. to look stylized. I mean, to me, if you're going to bring doors cleaning in, put a fucking Nick Cage in for a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Oh my god, it'd be Nick Cage that I've got out of that car at the end of the lot of my eyes. You can get George Clooney. You can get George Clooney for a day. You can definitely get it. Yeah. 
I might get a sunbeam if it caves, so come on. I'd probably buy one Amazon, to be fair. No, I think, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I had a really nice time with it. It was great. I, I liked the Barry Allen character anyway. I thought Ezra Miller did a really good job of making them so different. Yeah. Like, they felt like different characters because they, the, the nature versus nurture of it, he had a different nurture. And, and then when he turned into fucking Babby at the end, that was ace. Because yeah, he'd just so been around, 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 and then he was the purple guy. Um, no, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it, and I'm sorry. I, I will say I liked how self contained it was. Yeah. Like you know, like the fact that they introduced the Supergirl and killed her off in the same bloody film. I like the fact that though that she wasn't just an alternate alternate timeline Superman. There was like there was a reasoning for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carlyle existed yeah. mm. as well. She's not just that foot there. If that makes sense. Yeah, I like that Michael Shannon got to kill a baby. Yeah. Oh yeah, the impotence of all. Again, probably nothing he hasn't tried in his personal life. <laughs> I think we're, we're, I do hope now, though, that after after Spider Man, after Doctor Strange, after Quantumania, after this, I hope we're done now with massive multiverse, like just showing me things from other things. Yeah. This, this like, seems we, to be just, having a little bit of a dig at that, adventure. I thought. Like, let's just have some characters having a little adventure. Like, yeah. you know, not unlike the, the first two Ant-Man movies, where it's just like, a caper or something with Superman. I think it's it, not it, more, more they can chew with the whole multiverse. Yeah. It's yeah. Like Marvel, it feels like they've stick and introduce it and yeah. then gone. I don't know where else you can go at this point. Yeah. It, it feels a little bit like down, the most well received and most successful comic book movie of the past couple of years has been the one that didn't have a multiverse in Guardians. Like when you when you marry up how well it was received by how much it made. That's what Guardians is. It's caper, isn't it? It's got some alternate timeline shit going on in there with Gamora. Yeah, but it's just kept much more simple. But it's not a multiverse version of it. It's a. It makes sense within it. And actually, James Gunn has said that with that, he didn't want that. He didn't like that. He said they kind of gave him a problem. Yeah. With the alternate Gamora and he's had to sort of like work which, around which, that. Which, which, which is a good sign. Which is why it means that DC is not going to be multiverse. Yeah, he, he yeah. all but wrote her character down yeah. so much. Apparently the whole, originally the whole story was going to be more her and Will. And then it was like, oh no, I've got this problem so I'm just not going to, I'm, I'm not going to kind of deal with it, I'll be honest, I can't be bothered with it. Yeah. <laughs> which was fun, but... Ten minutes with Jack, maybe? Ten minutes with Thank you. Oh, yeah, thank you very much. Wow. Yeah, it's quite a week. Thank you. That is half a jerk chicken. Still reckon you could have eaten milk? Shit. <laughs> Alright, so once you take the bones out of that, it's not that much meat. Oh, man. Oh, we. Alright. Um, is that it on the flush? Same. Probably there, yeah. We're not angry or spot. I'm definitely not shit. No, definitely not shit. I'm touching cloth. I'm touching cloth. Touch that cloth. Bye.